privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Join Rabbit and Red Radio Network on Patreon for exclusive shows, content, swag, and more. For the low price of $2 per month, you can join the family. So check us out at patreon.com slash network one That's patreon.com slash network the number one. Ladies and gentlemen, another episode of Cody's Hot Seat. On tonight's episode, we have probably the most specialist of special guests that I could think of to have. That would be the creator of all of this, this whole network that gets probably under a hundred people watching in its lifetime but that's okay we're gonna expand we're gonna expand just like this show is going to expand into the next segment into in a few seconds tonight we interview the man the myth the legend the, what the, the fuck you he looks like a, he looks like a cancer patient don't play a fucking clip in front of me he thinks just because he's a guest, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. But tonight, he's not a producer. He is a guest. Tonight, we have the wonderful, wonderful, amazing. Oh, he has a he has an initial. It's Jay. Do you know who I'm talking about? You're gonna see who I'm talking about right after this intro. I mean, what the fuck are you doing? God damn! It's like I was I was sitting on my couch in a fucking puddle, <laughs> barely grazed my little delicate acting finger. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe how much respect I lost. Real quick, if I could ask a question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How in the fuck do you have a tattoo hanging off of your dick? Foreskin. I don't know how it hangs. Yeah, foreskin. Mm. Foreskin. It's on his foreskin. It's yeah, a, but it, it's a parrot. Yeah, but the thing is, he's gone through puberty, so the foreskin. Okay, motherfucker. Oh, are we gonna whoa, get whoa, this? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What medical <laughs> journals are you reading here, motherfucker? <laughs> There's people out there with still foreskin, bro. Yeah, but foreskin, like, you can just pull it off, I've heard. It's not like a fucking... It's not fucking Velcro, dude. (laughs) It's not Velcro. You don't just pull it off. No. I mean, I don't know. They butchered mine. Obviously. They whittle on it a little too long? God damn. Just pull it off. It's a little... That's why you ain't got a girlfriend. They just pull it off. 
No, but I heard you can like chew it like a fucking banana. It's just like you know. I thought I swear, like as soon as you hit like puberty, you can just peel it off like a banana. Like, you don't just slap it off like fucking fat skin, dude. God damn! Oh my god! Now we're having a fucking medical lesson here. There we are, five minutes in. Funny stuff. Funny, funny stuff. Here we are. We have Michael J. Huh? I'm here, yes. No, you didn't think it was funny. I saw your face. You didn't laugh. Yeah, I'll give you a pity laugh. (laughs) Anyway, Michael J. God damn, I think the first question I want to ask you is, why the fuck? You have to play so many goddamn clips in front of each and every show. And why the fuck do you think it's funny to play the same clip over and over and over again? Nobody likes it. Nobody thinks it's funny. It's why we're it's why we're slowly dying off, my friend. Go ahead and answer my question right fucking now. Okay, okay. Number one, I do it so I get reactions out of you like that, so I can pull for you know, drops later on because I will pull like a what the fuck like you did right there because it's funny. Um, number two, I do it because I'm I specifically to annoy you because I know you don't like it. So because you don't like it, it just it's my driving force to actually just keep doing it over and over and over again. And I will keep doing it just because you don't like it. I know. I know you will keep doing it because none of us like you know who I think also gets super annoyed with it, although he doesn't want to say anything. I think Tyree oh. gets really annoyed with it. Yep. Yeah, uh yeah, you know what? You might be right. You might be right. And well, I'll find out for sure because um Near Duels is uh, Tuesday. Is it yeah, it's Tuesday because it's yeah, it's back on Tuesdays now. I don't. We're still playing musical schedules, so I, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to get used to everything. So, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Well, Mike, is your ass hot already? Because you're sitting in the hot seat. It's it's it's, it's burning. Is your ass it's on fire. Knees. Oh, I can I can see the I can I can see the flames. Oh, okay. The flames are kissing my ass cheeks. So far, we have Father Mahoney in the chat. He says, hello. Hello, Father. How are you? How's your new job going? Yes. We got Morgan Wellborn that's in the uh, chat room. Hey, by the way, anybody who is watching live, uh, if you have any questions for Michael J., uh, ask it, and I will make sure he answers your questions. Ask whatever. Ask anything. Because I'm going to try to play the role of of guest tonight. Hmm? Ooh. I'm gonna try to play play the role of guest tonight, and I'm not really gonna pull up the comments like I would do during other shows because I'm gonna yeah. try to focus on you. Good, because I'm watching the comments anyway, so I'll. I'll yeah, that's what I figured. So, a little background here. You're multitasking, triple. 
Yeah, a little a little background for everyone that's watching. Uh, we've done a few mm-hmm. episodes of this so far. What are we on episode four or five or something like that? Um, hey, Jess. Jess is in the yeah. is in the chat room. Hello, Jess. Hello, Jess. Mike, did you did you miss Jess, Mike? I know. Or no, do you miss? Yeah, Mike, did you miss Jess? Well, I still talk to Jess, so. Oh. He just well, doesn't maybe, watch the shows really, but I still talk to her. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe it's just me that misses Jess then. Hi, Jess. I it miss might be. Anyway, <laughs> we've done a few episodes of this. I think the first question yes. I want to ask you is the most successful episodes of this uh, this concept, this show so far, was the very first one with Anthony. And mm-hmm. you don't seem to want to even acknowledge that episode, even though it's one of the highest rated, the highest viewed episodes on what is it top five top uh, you know most viewed or something like that um yeah i mean i can i can go to youtube and get the exact uh number if you'd like but um just take a guess motherfucker yeah it's 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 got to be well yeah it's got to be in the top five it's got to be in the top five that i didn't um pay for like uh viral shit and all that stuff yeah that doesn't count you basically just paid for view bots that's I did. Yeah. I did. And th- well that was well that was because you know I'm trying to grow the thing. You got to yeah. you got to you got to do something to try to get it to grow and it it just so, costs so much damn money. We did that first episode. That was obviously the first episode of this concept, but then when we did the next episode, I think it was with Joey and you titled yeah. that the debut episode. Why is that? Do, do you just don't want Anthony to be known as the first no. guest? No, it's not that at all. It's because technically that was the debut episode of Cody's Hot Seat as a regular show. Because see, when you did the thing with Anthony, it was supposed to be a special. So it wasn't going to be a regular show. But then uh-huh. that show went so well, I was like, well, you know what? This show went well. We can ditch Crips, and he can just take this show and just do it. Okay. So technically, that was the debut episode because it was the first regular show. Okay. Yeah. Morgan says bring back Anthony. Maybe we should in order to get the views. Um, Rob mm-hmm. just said that his interview with Jen Mangle reached thirty five hundred views. Is that true? That was that was that was one that I paid for. Oh, sorry, Rob, to tell you that that was view bots, thirty five hundred view bots. Probably three thousand. He probably had three thousand four hundred and ninety nine view bots in one view. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Nah, I mean, I'm sure you had a substantial amount of views, but uh, I don't think that you actually got uh, three thousand. So, um, what, what was Rob's average when he was doing his house of horrors or whatever his show was called? Well, see, the th- well, see, that was back when I was deep in the thick of doing all this viral shit and paying for the viral shit. So we really, I can't get true mm. analytics for that because they're tainted because of, you uh-huh. know, and I'm admitting that now for the, pr- I don't think I've ever said that publicly, by the way, that I, that I actually did do that, but I did. So, before we go off uh, off of the subject of Anthony, I told you I was going to ask the hard-hitting questions. A couple of yes. weeks ago, a few weeks ago, both Anthony and his wife reached out to a couple of us, including mm, me. I and knew me. you were going to. Yeah. And I, they wanted to do a show. Yeah, well, shut up and let me ask the question. They, mm-hmm. had a okay, good. 
<laughs> they had a concept for a show that they wanted to do. And I, you made me look like an ass because I encouraged them to talk to you about it because I thought you would maybe be open-minded to it. And then you probably do to others that we won't name part of the rabbit and red crew uh, told you that they wasn't comfortable with it. So then Michael J was not comfortable with it. Let's talk about that for a minute. Uh, how did you, how did you break it to dear old Anthony or, or his wife or how did that happen? Well, first off, I never had contact with Anthony. Oh, um, Mandy messaged me and said, look, um, me and Anthony are going to be doing a show. And if you'd like to have it on rabbit and red, uh, you know, reach out. So I thought about it and initially I was like, you know, he obviously, you know, he was on the special of this and it was successful and it got numbers. I'm like, well, this is still going to get numbers, I guess. So I went ahead and I'm like, okay. And I, I talked to uh, Aaron and he was like, you know, all for it. Okay, let's give him another chance. All right, that's great. Let's do it. Um, but then like as the time went on, especially like uh, the day of. And, well, actually, no, the day of and the night before, I just kept going back and forth in my head. I'm like, why? I'm like, do, do I really want to do this? I'm like, because I have a feeling that if I do this, this is, this could cause some drama. And the whole thing is, I don't really want to upset anyone else on this network. I'm trying, you know, I'm trying not to do that. And Anthony had some issues with, with Angel and Killer Queens was still going. Now it's on hiatus, whether it's still on hiatus or, you know, how long it's going to be on hiatus where I do not know. Didn't those two apologize to each other though? And there was like a buried of a hatchet type of thing, or am I thinking of something else? See, I don't think it was a true apology though. I really don't think it was. And, and I mean, like Anthony was just so off the rails on that show, which I mean, he was doing, I obviously he was putting on an act for, for the majority of it. I get that because he was trying to like be extreme, trying to be out there. But it's like the more I thought about it, I mean, and I know, I know, like, Mandy's concept was a little kind of, and I see your fucking face, so I don't know what's going on, but... I like, know, Mandy's concept, I'm just thinking how much fun I had with that very first episode. I, I know a lot of people don't like him, but I, Anthony did great that night. Like, yes, he did go off a little bit, but but other people did too, and you know what I mean? So I just, I've, I've watched that episode a couple of times. I like it. I, I don't know. I... I'm so, I, I, you know, and I, I don't know him all that well or whatever, you know, but I, he, I appreciate that he came onto the show and because it, it, it's what kickstarted this concept. So, yeah, it was, it was on, this was actually, it was actually on the TV channel again, or not actually for the first time yesterday morning, I think. I don't remember. I think it was yesterday morning or Friday. Yeah, it was yesterday morning or Friday morning. One of those, but, um, you know, it got to be the day that, that we were supposed to, like, have the meeting. And after, like, thinking about it and, like, playing ping pong with my brain for a bit, um, I messaged Mandy and I said, look, I said, you know, a lot of stuff went down um, in that episode of Cody's Hot Seat that Anthony was on. 
you know, you said some things. You said you weren't going to focus on non-paying gigs and you weren't going to do this and you weren't going to do that. I'm like, you know, in, in a way, you did kind of burn a bridge. And maybe it's best that that bridge stays burned. And that was... Words spoken spoken by a true coward named Michael J. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, you could. I mean, you could. You could say that. Maybe you know. Maybe in a sense, maybe I was. You know, on on some level. But I just. I mean, you know, we're trying to make something happen here. I'm tr- see the the problem is I'm trying to keep everybody happy, mm-hmm. and. I- in, in trying to keep everybody happy, you're going to upset some people because you can never keep everyone truly happy. Yeah. I'm learning this. But also, mm-hmm. also if, you, if you play it too safe, that's going to make people bored. And you've True. also heard the, the concept that controversy creates cash. And I don't True. know. I'm just saying if I was in charge, I might have given them a trial for the network. But okay. that's neither well, here nor there. Well, okay. Do, do you want okay? Here's here's a concept that Mandy wanted. So I, I'll I'll break it here. She wanted to have like sideshow people on and like carnies on and like talk to a different like carny or magician or something like that every episode. And I told her at one point this was this was even back when she was going to do her other show, like when she was you know before she got involved with Anthony, she was going to do another show. And she wanted to do this thing where she, you know, she's talking to fucking carny freaks and all that stuff. And, you know, I, I told her at some point, I'm like, you know, well, I can get certain people. I'm like, but my reach isn't that far. I said, so I might not be able to get a sideshow freak for every episode. Right. You know, and I don't think she has that outlet either. Right. Um, if if you think no. about it just from a concept standpoint, that is an interesting concept, though. That would have been great. Right. It is. But the thing is, you got to be real and you got to realize, like, okay, we're doing this and, you know, it's live and this and blah, 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 whatever. But there are limitations. You know, there are limitations to what to what you can do. And I'm not saying that I would censor, you know, her and say, no, you can't have a sideshow freak on and on your shows. You know, if you want to do that, great. But it sounded like to me, if she didn't have that, then she didn't want to do a show where she, you know, and I, I can't deal with like a prima donna type who just is like, well, if you don't have this, then I'm not going to show up and do it, do a show this week because we don't have this person or we don't have that, you know? Dude, I have enough so headache with this shit were, already. So you were concerned that they were going to back out at the soonest soonest moment they were upset about something. I mean, it's very possible. It is very possible. I mean, Anthony's a fucking a wild. Um, you know, he's a wild card. He's a wild man. He just according according to Rob, Anthony is the freak show, the sideshow freak. That's what Rob. Uh, Oh shit! I wish I had that clip. I wish I had that clip from something that we did on Rabbit and Red. Um, shit! I would have played that because that's the type of sideshow person she wanted to talk to. And then you would have. Uh, yeah. Oh shit! 
Well, well, go back and watch one of the Rabbit and Reds with Dan. Yeah, Anderson. go back. Anyway, speaking of going back, I think we're done talking about current day stuff for just a few minutes. Let's, yes, sir. let's go back in time, Michael J. Let's go back in time yeah. before the J was even in your name and you were little Mikey Sankovich back then. Um, I like to start dude, at the, the beginning. J was, the J was always in my name. Well, yeah, as long as I can remember... The J was in my name, and I hated the J. Well, no, I, I guess what I meant it. to say was back in the days that before you started using the J, like when you would like say your name or put it in. There the was, dude. There was, there was never. There was, I mean, in in actual life, I never used it. I, I mean, I didn't start it. Well, Vince started calling me this on Rabbit and Red because he knew that the Michael J thing annoyed me, so that's why he started calling me as that. Uh-huh. And then, because the thing is, when I was a young kid, now I'm a junior, so my dad was Michael too. So when I was, um, <clears throat> you know, when I would, my, I think it was my grandmother that called me Michael J because, you know, my name is Michael J because it's Michael Joseph and I'm also a junior. So she would call me Michael J and my dad would be Michael because that would be like the distinguishing factor between us like you know that that's kind of like how it started and you know it was like that for as long as i could remember and even when she died when i was like nine wait when did she yeah no she was 10 when i died i'm sorry so even when she died when i was 10 it still stuck and everybody still called me that and i i still hated it like i really like it just grated on my nerves and i'm like oh my god when i what did I, your granny die from? Uh, she had lung cancer. She was quite the smoker. Oh, um, um, that'll do yeah, it. She had, uh, yeah. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. She had. Uh, I think she had cancer once in like the early '80s, and she went into remission, and then she got cancer again, and by that time it was like, you know, too far gone. Mm. And she was like, and that was the first, when she died, that was the first time in my, you know, that I had experienced like death. That was the first time, that was the first relative of mine to die. So, you know. So here's the question I think everyone would want me to ask you. Did the old bag leave you or the family any goddamn fucking money? Um, if she did... I don't know about it. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think she did. Um, can we no. call her Granny J? <laughs> you can call her that if you'd like. Yes, Granny J didn't she leave. Very, she was a she, she was a very lovely woman, but you can call her Granny J if you didn't. If you didn't. how old was she? She was sixty six. Oh my god, that is died. that is way too young to die. Yes. Um, I know we're, I know we're jumping around here real quick, but I want to get to Rob's question before I forget it. He wants to know, uh, if you remember about your very first podcast, what do Oh no. He said, what do you remember about your very first podcast? Um, my very first podcast was a, well, it, well, we, uh, all right. I was doing a show with Vince. And there's a marathon of episodes on the Rabbit and Red TV channel right now. I have it on in the background. 
I'm watching it. Um, it was yeah, a show I that I'm watching it. <laughs> no, you, no, you're not. You see it on my <laughs> TV that's off? It's, it's on. It's on there right now. Yeah, it I is. I watch it all the time. I, you know, it's fucked up. I really do. It's, it's really fucked up. I need to stop. Um, that, no, I don't blame because that's your baby. This is this is your baby. You created this. Came from your nutsack. I mean, you know, yeah, my my fucking polluted, crippled nutsack. Yes, but yeah. Um, no. So we did this this show Horlick. So we were, we started that in 2006, and that went to 2010. And the only reason it stopped was because Vince had. This uh, this guy and I think one of his friends did like this online radio show, like a live, like pirate radio show out of Philly, and Vince, you know, would be on this guy's show, and I was on this guy's show with Vince. Like he would do like a show from like maybe, I think at one point he did it at like ten p.m. to two a.m. And I would always call in and be like a retarded person. Like I would call in and I pretend to be like, huh, my name is Antoine and I'm here going poopies. Yeah, I gotta go poopies, right? Yeah, okay. And I would, dude, for whatever reason, these people loved when I would call in as that character. So anyway, I can tell nothing um, much. Not much has changed from that to no, now. It's pretty much not. But um, so Vince was like, I, I guess he thought, you know, well maybe he could do this podcasting thing. So I, I distinctly remember that it was a Wednesday night, and it was like maybe ten forty-five p.m. And he called me. He's like, "Look, he's like, uh, this dude gave me access to his blog talk account, and so we can go on and we can do it live, and we can get calls, and you know, we can go on and we can just talk for like an hour." I'm like, "Well, what the hell are we gonna talk about?" He's like, "Why don't Friday the 13th? We can just talk about Friday the 13th." I'm like, "All right, well then we'll do it." So. I got, you know, I called into the studio. I did it on my phone and he did it on his phone. It sounded fucking horrendous. Um, it was on the streaming app for a while. Um, I think I might have taken it off there, but I might put it back up. But uh, that was the, the beginning. And it wasn't called Rabbit and Red at that point. Um, we didn't call it Rabbit and Red until maybe two weeks later i think when we started doing it on a more regular basis which is like three times a week was yeah when rabbit and red first initially started it we were doing it three times a fucking week for like two or three hours at a time and it was live and we did that for about maybe four or five months real quick here a little break uh we have our newer guest. Uh, he joined, I think, one of our last episodes. It's the GZDR4EV guy. Yeah. <laughs> Remember him? He says, yeah. hello, where is the dude who sings the Sea Lion Dion songs? What? Celine Dion songs. <laughs> oh. 
Who sung the Celine Dion songs? Who was that? What episode was he all in here for that someone was singing? Was it Joey? I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. There's so many goddamn shows I don't remember from uh, one show to the next a lot of the time. I'm just gonna call I this guy. I remembered. I'm just gonna call this guy Drew. So Drew, that that's your name now is Drew. Let yes. me know if you approve, Drew. But uh uh, Drew, I am glad you came back for our shows. Uh, may, uh, maybe we gained another fan. I don't know. Um, subscribe, okay. like, comment, maybe become a Patreon. I don't know. Anyway, um, Morgan says, ask Mr. Michael J. why Slimer is better than Muncher and sit back and relax. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, 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 real, real quick. Drew says that it was a dude and his wife, so it was Aaron and Gerilyn. It was Aaron and Gerilyn. That you know what, dude? That was on your last hot seat episode, I think. Now that why I'm thinking remember, about it, why don't I remember like, Aaron singing Celine? I don't know, but he said that when he said that. Yeah, it was that was on the hot seat with the two of them? Yep. Uh, she mm -hmm. said he sung the songs when he was drunk and bored at and oh, in a bar. Yeah, and, oh, and bare ass. When he was drunk wow. and bare-ass. So it must have been Gerilyn that brought up that he uh, would sing when he's drunk and bare-ass. Bare I commend you for remembering that, buddy, because I don't remember. You know what I mean? That's great that you yeah. do, though. I am. Hey, wow. good memory, Drew. Uh, did I tell you that's your I'm name? Honored. Now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, why is Slimer better than Muncher? Do you want me to do the rest of the show on this? Because you know what, I actually don't want you to answer that. I was just, uh, I was no. just. I'll, I'll, I'll just say one thing real quick. Uh, yeah. Joey did watch Afterlife for the first time um, this uh, this this weekend, and you know, because I he was texting me as he was watching it. So I said, "Did you see the blue bastard yet?" And he said, "Yeah, I saw him." He said, "He's he's he's not really, you know." not really all that interesting. I said, I know he's not. Every time I fucking see him, I wanted to get up and fucking punch my fucking TV screen because he's a fucking idiot. If I oh, went to the theater, I would have went to the theater with a fucking switchblade and just cut the fucking screen. I'll cut that bitch. Okay. Fucking, that okay. Okay. So yeah. let's, before we get into the podcast career or whatever you want to call it, hobby, we'll just call it your podcast. I wish I wish it was a fucking career. I, I want to dive more into your childhood. You, we talked about Granny J for a little bit. Let's yes. let's talk about you, whatever parts of your childhood you want to talk about. I want to know about your relationship with your mom and dad. I want to know how, what happened with your dad uh, and all that. Whatever mm -hmm. you feel like talking okay. about. I mean, I'll talk about whatever. There, There's... Uh, I mean, when I was younger, I, I got along with all of them for the most part i mean you know i i went to school i was mainstreamed you know so it was the crippled kid in in the class with you know all the with the normies and uh i i remember in second grade the um the teacher i guess um to get the kids more kind of comfortable with me she kind of like had a circle time where we all were, you know, she sat me down with the kids and they would ask me questions about my day. Like, they'd be like, well, how do you get dressed in the morning? How do you do this? How do you do that? 
And I think that they were like shocked because at least in my case, you know, I got dressed basically like the rest of them did. So they, you know, I think that kind of helped them, you know, identify with me. And at least, um, you know, when I was younger, it seemed like I, I was a lot more, it's weird because when I was younger, I was a lot more outgoing and I had a lot more like friend friends that I would actually like go out and like hang out with and like talk to. And, you know, I was just more of like an extrovert, I guess you could call it. Good. You know? Um, but then as I got older, you know, that changed, but, um, in, in, in terms of like with my parents, I, I, I got along with them for the most part. I, it was a pretty normal thing, you know, uh, there was really no big drama, you know, when I was younger, that didn't start until I was older for the most part. But, uh, um, real quick here, another side question, uh, Drew mm -hmm. wants to know, he says, I want to know about his porn stash does he like retro bush has his mom ever caught him spanking his monkey i think this is a very important question thank you drew yes um she never did thank god because that would have been that would have been awkward um i i was able to, to hide that quite well wait um, you ever caught your parents having sex oh god oh I could have sworn that I said this on. I did I ever say this on a podcast before? Not on the hot seat. You have it. Say it now. Okay. okay. Well, all right. So I was about. I guess I got it. I guess I was about ten or eleven, and it was early, on like a Saturday or Sunday morning, and I was awake, but I was still in my my room. And in the old house, like that we used to live in, the layout was it was like my room, my brother's room, and a little step kind of like down. Then, like further down in the hallway, was a bathroom, my parents' room, and another room where I had like all my VHS tapes that I collected and shit back in the day. Um, so I distinctly remember one Saturday, as I'm just laying in bed, I'm awake. And I hear my mother say, oh, yes, Michael, give me that dick. And it's got to be ten times worse that he has the same name as you. And, and I just, I never told her that. But I was like, I remember I was like 11 years old and I, I, was, I was horrified. I was like, because these, you know, people... To say that, it's just, oh, just the thought of it now even is making me cringe somewhat. Just <laughs> um, and the best was we had like a lot of, um, so when we were like later on down the line, we had a lot of like home movies that they recorded with the old like video camera and stuff I like that. I bet they had. I bet well, they no, I, well, well, I remember like back in the day when we were like going through those tapes to like try to, she said, she's, she would say to my dad, she's like, now Michael, you have to check these before you watch them with, you know, the kids around because you know, there might be. And I was just like, you guys are fucking sick. Oh God. I'm just like, I'm just like, that's that, that's sick. 
Like, oh. really, that's sick. Oh, no. You shouldn't do that. That that was disgusting. Disgusting. Literally. Thankfully, thank Christ my parents were never tech-savvy enough to even ever, I think, ever care to make any personal home videos or anything like that, so. Well, the thing is, we never found them. Oh, good. Or at least I don't, I don't think they ever did. Um, I have a bunch of tapes that are still in my uh, in my room upstairs, uh, which uh, I'm going to be going up this week and start going through them myself. I hope I don't find something that I don't want to see. Oh, God, I just jinxed you, dude. I just jinxed it. So if, if, if I do, I'm blaming you. Okay, you can do that. So let's go back to you growing up. Let's go more into your uh, teenage years. And uh, yeah, let's talk a bit about, because didn't your love for horror kind of come to fruition? Was it in your early teens or was it before that? Um, it was before that. Okay. Well, let's start there actually. Um, all right. So I was, um, I guess I was like five. I want to say I was five and maybe maybe six five or six and i was staying at my grandparents for the night and uh my aunt because at my grandparents house my aunt would live there with with my three cousins her three kids so i would stay over there like often so the one night that i was there they went to the video store and they rented nightmare on elm street so I watched the movie with them, and I was, of course, five years old. So I'm sitting there, and I'm watching it, and it scared the shit out of me. It really did. I was like, I, I remember not being able to sleep that night. I was very, very upset by it. But then it's, it's, it's weird, because then after that, I was like, okay. Like, it was kind of like just okay. The only, the only one... That really scared me, really traumatized me when I was a kid was Halloween. And I saw the first Halloween when I was six years old. And uh, that, like the mask and hit that just scared me fucking half to death. Like, I could not look at the Myers mask for shit. All right, I'll be honest with you. The first time that I watched a Halloween movie straight through without having to hide my face, right, was Halloween 6 in 1995. Before that, I could not look at the Myers mask until like the last 15 minutes of the movie when Loomis was there and like going after him and all that stuff. Then I knew it was okay because Loomis was there to protect me. That's a very interesting story because, like, I'm sure a lot of people that listen and watch and are a part of our network maybe didn't know why you had such an emotional attachment to Donald Pleasance as an actor and Loomis as a character and Halloween as a franchise. So it might have been Nightmare on Elm Street that was your very first horror movie that you ever remember seeing, but it was Halloween that really captured you. For better or for worse, it was Halloween that captured mm -hmm. you. It is very interesting to me that so it was the Michael Myers mask that really it was like that ghost face type of mask that scared you. Right. Right. And and that's why like with me everybody like 
And it kind of pisses me off that everybody associates Jamie Lee Curtis with that franchise because for me, she's not the face of Halloween like she says she is. And because if she was the face of Halloween, then she would have come back for part four in 88 and she wouldn't have abandoned the franchise. There's one person who did not abandon that franchise. And the only reason that he stopped being... (laughs) Think about it because I want to fucking lose it. Here it comes. Go ahead and finish that sentence, Mike. This is all about you, buddy. Go ahead. Deep. Yeah. I see the veins in your neck. Beaver. You're a fucking beaver, dude. You can let it all out. Did, and did the you? only reason that the face of the franchise isn't with it anymore. <laughs> I'm dying to know what the reason is. God damn, we're not even an hour in and I got you crying and, and going away hysterical. The only reason that he's not in it anymore is because... <laughs> Because? Because he's fucking dead! He's fucking dead! He died! He died a horrible, painful, bloody death! No, I'm just kidding. But no, but in all seriousness, let's be honest about that. Uh, Pleasance was in Halloween 1 through 6. And you're right, the only reason... Excluding 3. Uh, oh, yes, you're right. Excluding three. Excluding my favorite one of the entire franchise. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, yeah, okay, so he was in five of them total, right? Correct. And yeah, Curtis has now beat him. And that's why she says she's the face of the franchise is because she's like, well, I was in, you know, she was in one, two, uh, H2O, Resurrection, and now these fucking three. So she's like, well, I'm the face of the franchise. Blah, 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 blah. Well, what? here's the thing. You wouldn't be the fucking face of the franchise if Donald was... <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, and, and let's be honest. What was Jamie Lee Curtis known for before uh, Halloween? Just trading places? What else was she in before? No, that? trading... Well, trading... No, tra- Halloween was her first movie. Oh, Oh, you're right. You're right. It was okay because I remember seeing the credits. Hey, trading Places didn't come until '83. Okay. I, by the way, I really like Trading Places. I thought that was a great. I movie. did. Yeah, I did. Um, too. But I, yeah, I mean, it 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 does make perfect sense. Like, yes, she was in one and two. Nobody was in three except for Mister Thrill Me. What's his name? Tom At- Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins. Yeah. Which Tom Atkins. I let's just say this is brainstorm for a second. And what if Tom Atkins played Loomis in one, two, four, five, and six? Like, yeah, it's not Donald Pleasance, but he could have done a good role for Loomis. No, he, he, if if it wasn't Donald and it was him, well, obviously, I wouldn't have known Donald at that point. So, you know, um, I would have accepted it. I'm sure I, I think that that he could have pulled it off just as, yeah. Just a Just, different flavor. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what is your um, your favorite Donald Pleasant movie? 
Is it Halloween? Um, one or six, or is it something else? Well, see, Halloween six is my favorite movie of all time, and that's all you know. But if I got to go outside of Halloween for uh, for Donald, there's a movie that he made in 1971 that I. I absolutely love, and it's called um, Wake and Fright, and he plays an alcoholic doctor, not a psychiatrist, just like a doctor, and um, it's totally opposite of the Loomis character, so it kind of shows, you know, a different range, I really like that, uh, I really like that performance, it's probably one of my favorite, or that probably is my favorite non-Halloween performance of his right yeah tell me about the day in your childhood or, or whatever however old you were when you found out mm-hmm. that good old donald pleasance was fucking dead tell me about uh, how you felt uh, on that day oh boy um, how did you handle it tell me about how you handle it all of it just tell I, me I, I, I didn't i Oh God! You you really want to fucking you really want to like bring me to? Oh boy! Okay, I I see what you're doing, and I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be able to hold it back, fucker. As hard as I try, I'm not gonna be able to do it. So try. This is your time. You're in the hot seat. Okay. So, as we know, as we know, you didn't grow up with a father figure. So you made that the, the Donald Pleasance, and then he had to go and die too. God, well, no, I can't. Well, no, I can't say that. My, 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 my dad was was fairly decent. Um, yeah, yeah, know, that's part. We'll get we'll get back more. to the real life um, in a minute. Yeah. Um, but okay, so I was in. So I had heard. Well, oh, wait. Okay, so so, um, it was February third and he had died on the second but this was february 3rd of 95 i was out of school because i had um what the fuck they did something to my legs i think um i had uh like tendon releases and uh they fused all the bones in my ankles together and i think they did some other shit too but i don't remember what it is or what it was at the time so I was out of school and I was getting basically homeschooled. Like a tutor was cut. Like the school district uh, provided, or the school provided a, a tutor, like to come to my house to like teach me. And I would have like a tutor that would come, um, like uh, like a tutor for science would come on Monday, a tutor for social studies would come Tuesday, math would come Wednesday. And you know what I mean? And like the different subjects would come like a different day of the week. And that's how they worked out. Um, So I remember my parents were both working during the day. So my cousin uh, would come, like came over to like kind of sit with me while my tutor was there in case I needed something. You know what I mean? Something like that. Because I was in, you know, because my legs were casted and I was in a wheelchair. So I really couldn't you know do anything so they would always like be there to help me out so i remember um the tutor was coming at like because they were also a like a teacher at school during the day 
So he would come at like after school at like 3.30 or 4 o'clock to like, you know, give me my lesson for that week, you know. Um, and I remember my cousin got there at maybe, maybe an hour before or a little more than an hour before. And that... <laughs> yes? You're gonna fucking get me again. He fucking, he, he comes in and he gives me, he says, you're not going to believe who died. And I, I said, I said, what do you mean who died? And he fucking gives me, now keep in mind, I knew nothing of Halloween 6 at this point. Because this was February of 95 and 6 had just finished shooting like like at the end of 94 basically they shot it in like the fall of 94 so and you know there was no internet back at this time so you didn't you know what i mean they didn't the only time you would know about this is if you see like the commercial for it on tv or you watch entertainment tonight or one of those other shows and they cover it so i knew nothing about it at this point and he's like he's like here and he fucking hands me the fucking obituary why he did this i don't know he fucking gives it to me, and I fucking read it, and right in the, the picture that they used for the obituary was a picture from fucking Halloween of him in the fucking trench coat as Loomis, and dude, I fucking, I literally, like, went into hysterics, and right now I'm trying to hold it back because I want to move the show, but I, I literally, I, 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 I went into hysterics. And it was to the point where I was hyperventilating so bad that I think he thought that I was going to like need medical attention because I, I like just genuinely like I, I just fucking lost it. I don't think he was expecting that reaction out of me, but that was the reaction, you know, that that he got. Um, so then, like at that moment, I was like, the wait, franchise wait. is dead. Real quick, what what am I hearing in the background? I'm hearing a little bit of feedback. Is your TV up too loud? No, I have my TV muted. Oh, okay. I don't hear it now. I was just hearing a little feedback there for a second. Yeah, I was. No, I was hearing it too. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know exactly what it was, but I was hearing it too. Um, how old were you again when when this when Loomis uh, when Loomis died when Pleasance hmm. died? Um, let's see. It was February of ninety five. So I was 15. Mm. I was 15. Yeah. And uh, so that was like devastating because for me, that was the day that, that Halloween died in a sense because I was like, they're, they're not going to have any more. And then I remember that. Um, oh, wait. You know what? <clears throat> I did know of Halloween 6 before that. But see, the thing is, I do... Yeah, because they did cover it on Entertainment Tonight before that. And I, like, not long before that, but it was... Uh, I had another tutor, because it was around the same time period. And I had another tutor that was um, teaching me and my parents were watching Entertainment Tonight in the living room. And I heard them mention... Like, I've seen the segment on YouTube and stuff since, 
I think it was actually a bonus feature on the Shout Factory Blu-ray that was released um, in 2014. But they uh, they talked to um, like Marianne Hagen and shit, and I think they talked to Donald on the set um, briefly. And I remember fucking hearing about that. Like, and I like I said, I was in the middle of a fucking tutoring session, so I was so I like, and it was very hard for me to like fucking focus on the rest of the fucking what the guy was trying to tell me because I'm fucking sitting there thinking, oh my god, they're making another Halloween, and then then you know I get the news that he. And I'm like, oh my god, you know what I mean? Because I didn't realize then. I'm like, okay, so he's dead, and they're making another one. So is he not going to be in this one, or how is that going to work out? You know? And I didn't. And like I said, there was no internet, so I didn't know what was going on. So until, and I remember like when they first showed TV spots. Like when I saw a TV spot for it in September of '95, like maybe a few weeks before it was going to open. That's when I saw him in that fucking trailer, and I was like, oh, my God, he's actually still in it. And then that's when I kind of realized, I'm like, this must be, like, the last thing he's ever done. And I was... Did a small part of you, did a small part of you um, wonder to yourself if the obituary was wrong and maybe he was still alive? Um... I, I, was, I was hoping that, but when they said that he was cremated... And his ashes were scattered in St. Paul, France, um, on a beach somewhere. Um, you had to was, go. That's where, well, I, I, even if I don't go there, I would like to be cremated and have my ashes scattered there as well. <laughs> okay. So I yeah. think we talked enough about that shit. Um, <laughs> that's that good shit, Mike. That's good shit. Um Let's go back and talk a little bit about more about your relationship with your father, your actual father, not Pleasant. Yes. Um, yeah. Talk to me about some good times with with you uh, and your dad. Well, I mean, see, the thing with 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 him, and I guess with with both of my parents, um, was now like when I was when I was younger, I used to go to the movies every week. Like, they would take me to the movies, like, every fucking Friday when a new movie would come out. Like, when Halloween 4 came out, that was the first Halloween that I saw in the theater. I was there fucking opening day. And that was a terrifying experience for a whole other reason. Um, Halloween 5, I saw opening day. Like, all the fucking horror movies I saw on opening day. And, you know, they took me there. And then I would always remember... Um, going to the video store with my, uh, with my dad, he would primarily like every weekend we'd go and he would say to me, like, we'd go there fucking one weekend and I'd rent Friday the 13th part two. Cause this is before I had VHS copies and all I would do is go to the video store. I'd rent Friday the 13th part two one weekend. And then the next weekend I'd rent like Friday the 13th part four. And my dad would say to me, you just rented that last weekend. I said, I said, okay. I said, look, I said, you don't understand. I'm like, last weekend I rented part two. I said, this is part four. I said, they're two totally different movies in the same franchise. And I was like nine and ten years old telling this to my dad, like to try to like explain to him, you know. Um, I remember the one fucking video store 
Um, in the first house um, that we lived in, um, that was like a, a one-floor house, um, there was a West Coast video maybe like five minutes away from there. And we would go there like all the time. I mean, like, like yeah, every weekend. And we got real kind of friendly with the owners of the store, you know. And uh, I remember that, like, any time that I wanted to see a movie, like, and they didn't have it in stock, he would get it. Like, he would make sure that he got it for me so I could see it. Like, I remember... Um, now, obviously, you know, when I was, like, 9 and 10 and all that shit, I saw, like, the Psycho movies. But the thing is, I saw Psycho 3 first in the movie theater. Like, I went with my cousin to see it in 1986. And that was the first one that I saw. I didn't know of 1 and 2, right? So I remember after we saw, after I saw 3... We went to the video store and I went to go to rent two and they didn't have Psycho 2. So the guy, I, I, if I remember, I think his name was Jay. And he, um, you know, he actually ordered Psycho 2 so I could, you know, so I was able to see it because, you know, he ordered it. And then he ended up, shit, I think he had like a massive heart attack or something and he died. I was really upset when that happened because he was he was a fucking really cool guy. Like he was <laughs> This is what we wanted. We wanted true Michael J emotion tonight. And we're getting it in spades. I mean It seems Mike, it seems to me that everyone you've ever loved eventually died. <laughs> I hate myself for saying that. I mean, well, you know, it's 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 a fact of life, but still, it's just he was really like, dude, that guy was fucking. He was like really fucking, and I I distinctly remember I didn't go to the store. When when we found out that he died, I wasn't I wasn't there. I was at my grandparents' house, and my parents went, and I think. Uh, I think they bought, yeah, because the video stores, because, you know, back you, when you could, like, first buy VHSs, you could, you could buy them, like, from the stores, I believe, I think they bought me, shit, I, I want to say, I think it was E.T., they bought me a VHS of E.T., and they came to, I was at my grandparents' house. My grandparents were watching me, and they came to the house, and they gave me the fucking VHS, and then they told me, you know, that Jay had died. And I was, I mean, it was, that was devastating for me, just because, like I said, he was kind of like really instrumental in me seeing a lot of, like, movies that I wouldn't have otherwise seen because, you know, the store didn't carry them or whatever, for whatever reason. You know, they just didn't have them in stock. So he would make sure that, you know, he would order them so that I could, you know, but then he ended up dying, you know. And then there was another time we went to another mom and pop store, like all the time after the West Coast thing, when we moved to 
the other house, we went to a place called Home Entertainment Center. And I went there for years and years and years and years. But I remember one time when I was 10, 10 or 11, and we were out now. Um, when I was younger, I didn't use canes to walk. I used a walker. Like I used like a backwards walker. So I would like kind of like pull it behind me. Yeah. And uh, uh, it had four wheels on it and I would pull it behind me. But um, that night when we went to the store, I didn't bring my walker into the store. So what, what I ended up doing was I just held my dad's hand and we kind of like walked into the store now. Um, you know, obviously my legs have been kind of straightened, you know, through surgeries like throughout the years. But back then I was really like walking like, I mean, shit, like really like triple looking, right? So <clears throat> I remember that I didn't notice this because I didn't hear about it until after the fact. So I was sitting in the car and this, you know, instances like this is, is kind of what I think kind of like made me go back into my shell as I got older. But I was, so I would go into the store, like holding my dad's hand and just like walking, you know, walking in. And then I, I think I rented Turner and Hooch. Don't ask me how I remembered that, but I, I you know, I rented Turner and Hooch. <clears throat> so we went back out to the car and I sat down. So they get me in the car. I'm sitting in the back seat. My mom's in the passenger seat. And my dad says, you know, I'll, uh, I'll be right back. I didn't know what happened. So then my dad gets back in the car. There was a, a group of like older teenagers, maybe like late, like maybe like anywhere from like 18 to maybe like 21, 22. And they were like leaning on the side of the store, like just hanging out outside, kind of like smoking and leaning on the side. And my mother said that they were fucking making fun of me like the way that I was walking into the store. And I didn't see that, but my father saw that. So when they got me into the car, my father went over to them and said, and said, look, you want to fucking make fun of them? I'll take that cigarette and I'll shove it down your fucking throat. Wow. He's like, he is a kid and he cannot walk. He is disabled. Well, that was definitely the right thing for him to do, right? No, it, it, it was, but dude, shit like that is what really, like, as I got older and that happened more, it just made me fucking retreat like you know go back into my fucking what the fuck is the word no I know your happy place right and that's 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 you know that's what I did and I think and, you know, like, and I always talk about oh it was hard for me growing up in the 90s or whatnot but I keep forgetting you grew up what what was your decade of, of your that was 
I mean, would you figure if that happened when I was like 10 or 11, that was like, that was like, dude, you got to figure. Well, Turner and Hooch came out in 80. Turner and Hooch came out in 89. So that was probably like 90-ish. 90 or 91 that that happened. So maybe I was even 11 when that happened. I don't know. And I can but, just imagine how much people just weren't accepting of disabled kids. Dude, it was, it, see, that was the thing. Like I told you, when I was younger, dude, when I was younger, I, I fucking was so extroverted. I had, dude, I acted like I didn't have an issue. That's why, like, okay, like when you watch the Camp Out Nightmare shits or any other fucking thing, well, not, not later on in life, but like those things that I did when I was a kid, like those first... No, because I, I accepted it by when I did 6 and 98, I was already past that. But, like, the first fucking... F when I played, like, that that character and I did that shit when I was younger, Mike, I didn't address myself as being disabled. I just made myself, like, being, like, a normal fucking person. I didn't say that I was, like, a certain... I didn't pigeonhole myself, you know, as to be a certain way or, you know whatever i was just like you know i was me and that was it you know it was just that's it so um it's just dude because you know you go places and people fucking look at you dude it's like everywhere i would go and years and years and years and years and years of just fucking going places throughout the fucking 80s throughout the fucking 80s even when i was younger than that fucking everywhere you would go they would look at you like, dude, you're fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, like you would get this look in your face, like you're, like, like you know, it would almost make you feel like you're not wanted here. Yeah. You know, like, like you're not one of us. You're different. And I still notice that, it from time to time. And the area, and the area where I live, there doesn't seem to be many disabled people that go out of their home. You know, other than, like that's what and seeing that's. And I don't want to divert, you know, from your subject, but like, it seems right. that's where society is heading to all over again with disabled people. Mm -hmm. It's like disabled people are now encouraged to get homeschooled and and not leave your home and have everything delivered to you. And and I don't think that's a good thing, Mike, because if that keeps happening, we're go right back to where we were in the seventies, eighties, and nineties, where society mm -hmm. as a whole looks at us as as if we're not wanted like you know like get out get away from us you know like that type of shit dude and and that's why and that's why i seriously think now like when i was like i i said i i started with the movie shit when i was eight years old right so so like from the time like i was eight so like eight nine so like eight nine and ten i wanted to like be a full-fledged actor like that's what i wanted to do i remember in my fucking fifth grade yearbook they had a, a thing where you know you're supposed to write what your dream job would be so in my fucking fifth grade yearbook for my dream job i said i want to be an actor and i want to make a thousand dollars a week that's that's what i said i wanted to, that was that was my dream job and i remember I told, I remember, I, 
I don't know how my dad reacted to this, but I remember how my mother reacted to it. And you know what? Thinking back on it now, I think the reason she reacted the way that she did was probably as a way to protect me. Whereas, like, you know, and I'm just thinking back on that now, reflecting on it, thinking that maybe her reaction was to protect me as to, like, when she initially said what she said, I thought she was saying it to be like, well, you're not good enough. You can't do it. But I, I think because when I, when I told her, I said, look, I said, you know, I'm, I'm doing all these movies or not all, but, you know, but I've, I've done these and I, I think I really want to try acting. And she said to me, she's like, well, you know, there's really not. And this is like I said, 89 or 90. So I was literally like 10, 11, 12 years old. She's like, well, you know, there's, there's really not a lot of roles for people with disabilities. So you might not want to do that. So I'm like, well, if I don't, I'm like, but if I don't do that, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm doing all this now and I really want to do this because I really think that, that I can. But, you know, she's like, well, I don't think that, you know, that would work out. So then that's when I was like, all right, so then I'm, I'm going to shift my focus. And that's when I kind of was like, well, you know what? Maybe I should work behind the scenes because if I work behind the scenes, then people won't necessarily see me. They'll just, you know, see the result of what I'm doing, you know? And, and that kind of like, you know, made me want to shift my focus. And I really got into writing at that point. And that's when I started writing, you know, scripts more because I was like, well, I'm just going to write. And then, um, and I would, dude, I was doing like, I would write fucking like throughout my junior year, not, not junior, like junior high and high school. I would go through, I probably wrote fucking maybe like a couple of scripts a month for like maybe throughout my entire like sixth through 10th grade in school, I guess. That's you know, awesome. it was, you know and, and growing up with a disability like that, it can really swallow someone whole. Like it, it, it could have swallowed you. And, and it's, it's good that you did find things that were started out as. No, but it, yeah, but it did like high school. Dude, high school was the high school. My first two years of high school was when I really kind of, you know, went into like, dude, it was, it, it was, ugh. that was not, uh, that wasn't good. Right. That, that wasn't good. That, um, because you got to remember, I went and I know I'm, I'm taking your thing away, so. If you want to ask something else, I can go back to that. But whatever you want to go ahead. Speak. No, I'm, I'm I'm enjoying this. I, I I wanted real moments like this. Well, when I so I went to public school for first through eighth grade. I like I said, I was mainstreamed. I was in public school, regular classes, all that stuff, regular friends. Um, but obviously, you know, you hit puberty, you become a teenager. So I kind of started you know, kind of, I don't, I don't want to say totally withdrawing, but maybe like, you know, just, just stepping back a little bit, like in seventh and eighth grade, kind of just, 
you know, I had like a few select friends at that point, and that was it, you know. And then, um, you know, when I was in eighth grade, you know, we started, they started to think about me going into high school the next year. And they were like, okay, so the thing is, the high school, like the public high school at that time was a huge fucking high school. Like Ben Salem High School, where I would have went to high school, was a huge fucking high school. Like, huge. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, you know, he... And the way that it would work now, like, when I was in, like, middle school, it was, like, two floors my junior high. So I had an elevator key. And I was able to use the elevator to go up and down and, you know... Because they didn't want me taking the stairs in case I fell or something. So I was able to use the elevator. And then I would have, like, helpers. And me and my helpers, like, the helpers would get to leave class, like, five minutes early with me. And they would help me carry my books, and we would go to my next class. And that's, you know, everybody loved that. But for me to go to this high school, that was, like, maybe three times the size of the middle school. Um, And plus, it was just starting to get, like, bad like with the you know like the 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 kids there and shit were starting to like really like act act up and get bad and all that shit um so they my parents decided to move me from public school to uh catholic school and you know for 9th through 12th and the catholic school that i went to was it was three floors but it was like a square you know what I mean? So it's like, you st- I still use the elevator, and the school was fucking old. And at that time, the elevator was the elevator that was in there since the school opened in fucking 1966. So, and I was going there from like 94 to not- September 94 through June of 98. So, you know, that was, so it was relatively old when I got there, and the elevator would always kind of break down, but still. So you gotta remember, I'm going into, I'm going from public school to pri- to private school. I had all my friends or my select select group of friends were in public school. They didn't, you know what I mean? They didn't carry over to private school. I had my one really close friend that I had in public school that was still um, friendly with me. Were you know, we were still, like, best friends since we were, like, in sixth grade. We, we do not speak anymore now, though, but... Why? Know, um, um... Some shit went down, but we can... We can... We can... We, that, 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 that can come in a little bit. You'll... you'll okay. It, you know, in, in time. Okay. So... So, anyway, so... Um, you know, I was still friendly with him. Um, I went to this school, and you got to remember. So I'm, so I'm coming from public to private school. I know none of these people. Um, luckily, though, I found somebody who actually I went to elementary school with. That kind of like went to public school for first through third grade, and then he switched to Catholic school starting in fourth grade. So, but I still kind of remembered him from, or actually, no, scratch that. I didn't remember him. He remembered me from elementary school. So we kind of became friends. 
And, you know, he was, like, really, like, my, my fucking freshman and sophomore year of high school. He was, like, my only friend at that school um, for the most part. Um, and then um, what had happened was, like, dude, I was really, like, you know, that was when I started. That's when I really, like had the issues with starting to believe in God because I would start questioning, like, you know, if there's a God and he's really like, you know, if he's real, then why the fuck is he doing this? Because if there's a God that, like, loves you and does all this stuff, then logically, why would he, you know, make this happen? You know, why would he want to create someone like this? Why would he not just want, you know a person to be normal and able to function as a normal human being and not, you know, I'm like, so I'm like, so the, the whole God thing's bullshit because, you know, and honestly, I still, I still kind of feel that way today in a sense, just because um, real, quick, real quick, according to, I believe this is my friend, Josh Smith. He says there is no yeah. God. And I think that is yeah. one because I've heard him say it before. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm in your, uh, I'm in your league there, Josh. Um, like, comment, subscribe, share our page, God, for your good old buddy, Cripple Cody. And by the way, your wife's hot. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, Mike. No, that's fine. That's not totally fine. No, I'm um, glad my friends are kind of dropping in and and you know giving their two cents. That's what I want. Yeah, no, that that's the whole that's the whole fucking purpose of the hot seat. And you know, real the quick, purpose of it. If you don't mind me telling this quick little story, I when don't I, mind. When I was in my teens, I did also almost, um, almost go into that mind setting where it's like, "Well, fuck God! If you know, if I'm born this way, then fuck him." And fu I almost went down that route, but and and thank God I I clicked out of that, and I kind of, and and some would argue this was probably more un unhealthier what i did instead i became very hateful towards people and i stopped mm -hmm. blaming god for my problems and i blamed more towards the um the high school kids that would poke fun of me and and look down upon me um mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it's funny i'm glad that my friend uh josh is in here right now because he met me at around the time period in my life where I was just coming out of that. And <clears throat> honestly, like, and I, I'm so glad that out of all people, it's, it's him that came into the chat room because it was actually him and his family that I befriended first before mm -hmm. really anybody in my, in my teenagehood um, that showed me that, Hey, you can have friends that are able-bodied, normal people that won't look down on you. Um, so yeah, my buddy, Josh, that's in the chat his family and you know, his cousin Harley rest in peace. That's that was one of my friends and his cousin who died a couple of years ago. I still miss him. I know Josh does too. Um, they all showed me that it doesn't have, it's not everybody. And uh, it, it, it helped me through that. So to turn it back to you, it, I'm glad to know that you, you had that one friend that, I mean, that, that had to have been the, the very few things, one of the very few things that you held on to to help you keep your sanity. It was. And then, um, 
Well, and then, then, then I met someone else, um, in my, uh, in, when the fuck was that? Yeah. In my sophomore year, I had another encounter and I'm still friends with this person to this day. And he's actually, he's actually become one of my very, very, very best friends at this point. Um, I don't really get to see him as much, uh, because, uh, with COVID and he's in the same boat caring for his mother. Um, right. but she's, she's better off than, than my mother in, in some senses, but she is older. So, um, that's, that's the issue. Um, but so, okay. So, so then, uh, now, you know, remember how I told you, like, when Donald died, I had that surgery and I was out of school. That was my freshman year of high school. Okay. So after, so maybe, I guess in maybe March or April of 95, I started going to physical therapy because, you know, after the surgery, they got to like do stretches and all that stuff to kind of like build your strength back up. Hey, real quick, I'm so sorry. Uh, Josh, thank you again for coming by. You are on my. You are still one of my best friends. I miss you very much. I'm gonna give, be getting a hold of you here in the next couple of days. Sorry, Mike. He was just saying he that's got. Okay. He's got a family to take care of now. He's he's a brand new yes. father. Well, I think he's been a father uh, for a year. I don't. I should have said brand new. He's been a father for over. A year. <laughs> but well, I think it stays for like two. The first two years, you're a brand new father, and then after that. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. My statement still stands. He's a brand new father. He's a, uh, he's a very love, loving husband. I heard from his wife. He has a huge penis. I've heard from other women that me and him has known throughout the years that he's got a huge penis, but Josh, I miss you too, man. I love you to death. Uh, get a hold of me here pretty soon. If I don't get a hold of you, thank you for coming into our chat for a few minutes. I'll talk to you soon, my friend. Sorry, Mike, go ahead. No, that's so completely fine. I'm very glad that you know, people are watching and coming to support you too. That's great. I love it. Yep. Support each other. That's the whole fucking key here with this whole I fucking. Have, I haven't talked to Josh. Josh, uh, him and his wife, and they're, they're, oh God, do they have a daughter or a son? I don't know. Anyway. Oh my God. You don't. Their kid, they're his family, him and his family, they live in a completely mm. different state, many miles away from me. And uh, so I don't get right. to talk to him all that often. And he does, he does bust his ass for his family. So I, I don't take it personal that I can't. But now that he came into my chat room, it's going to be fresh in my mind. I want to catch up with that dude pretty soon. Anyway. I think that that would be good. Maybe you know, nice. you know what Jesus Christ I gotta maybe I should talk him into coming into the hot seat because my God does me and him have a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Josh, if you're we'll still with us, will you come on to the hot seat one of these nights? That I think he might be gone already, but I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to message him and ask him. I didn't even think about it until this moment that he might my friend Josh might be a great guest to come on to yeah. the hot seat. Because me and Josh, we've been through a lot. We've been some good, good through some good times. We've been through some bad times, and it, it's a wild ride to talk about. So I'm going to ask him here in a few nights. Maybe he will come on to the hot seat. I don't know. He might be one of those people that might want to have his camera off. He, uh, I don't know. He might be camera yeah. shy. Well, that's 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 always an option. Yeah, it's always an option. All right, let's get back to your story. <laughs> oh, okay. So. All right. Yeah. So, I, okay. So after that surgery, 
I started um, physical therapy because, like I said, they got to build your strength up. So, um, and that's around the time that, um, uh, so, you know, obviously these guys, because um, I went to this place, Comprehensive Sports Care Specialists, they are an amazing group. Um, I was there for a lot of years. They helped me make a lot of these little um, shit movies that I did over the course of the years. And I, I give them a lot of credit because um, a lot of times, especially with that Halloween disaster that I did, that was the first one that, did, that, they, uh, that they did for me. Um, you know, they fucking, they would open their business. Like their, their place would be open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., okay, and then they'd close, like, they take, they would take their last appointment at 7 p.m., okay, and sometimes that last appointment didn't get done until 8.30 or 9 o'clock, okay, so then from 9 o'clock, from, like, 8.30 or 9 o'clock till, like, 11 or 11.30, they would keep the office open, so I could shoot this stupid fucking movie in there. And then they would have to like lock the lock the office, go home, and then come back. Some of them would have to come back for like them to open the next day at seven in the morning. On the next day. And they would still, like I said, keep it open till like eleven, eleven thirty most nights. Just so I could do this little stupid fucking movie. And, right. You know, I I give them a lot. They were they were very supportive guys. I I love them a lot. And you know it's unfortunate that um, insurance and all that stuff. After a while, they stop paying for certain things, and you know life happens. And I just wasn't able to keep on going there. Uh, so I kind of lost touch with them, you know, over the years, which is a shame because, like I said, they were. They were uh, they were really good. They were like really really good, and they've been over backwards. Shit, uh, the majority of them. There was like one of them that actually let me come to their house because they had like a lot of like land and wooded areas near their house, and they had a a barn. If you watch, I don't know if you ever want if you watch that Halloween fucking movie that I did. That's on YouTube. It's on the network's YouTube channel. Um, I, I but, have. Been- things to do but yeah yeah well there's a, there's a there's there's a there's a scene like at the end where Myers gets like decapitated and it's like at this barn and then that thing with the chainsaw at the end that I played that was that dude's house like he he you know he let me come to his house on a fucking Saturday for like the entire day the fucking Man. he like opened his house up to me and not only are you lucky that these people were helping you fulfill your dream, but you're also lucky these people weren't like in the closet pedophiles that wanted to tickle your butthole. Yeah, no, that the yeah, that that it was never you know what I mean? They they were they were decent. You know what I mean? It was like they, they weren't uh that could have been a horror movie in itself. That could have been a horror movie in itself. Well the one the one guy well of course it could have, but the the one guy that um that like I said, he let me like shoot his at his house. His daughter, who was I think maybe like three months old at the time, she played 
um, baby Steven. And wouldn't you know what I found out later on down the line? That she was actually a contestant on American Idol. Oh, wow. She moved up. <laughs> yeah, she she moved up, all right. She went from Michael J's shit show to fucking American Idol. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how far she got, but yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, you know that that's that's pretty neat. But what? then, what is going on? Did we lose connection for a second? <laughs> I don't know. Did we? We're still live. It tells me, but both of yeah, our we are live. On my end, both of our pictures went out. Really, but, my, it didn't happen here, but I don't know. Okay, they're they're back, but I just wanted to make sure yeah. that it still said we were live on your end. Okay. Yeah. No, we're uh, no, we're live still. We're definitely live. Um, so, there. Um, was there much else that you wanted to t- touch on on that subject? Well, well, no. So, so then, well, so then after I did that, that. That Halloween thing, I was like, you know, that came out horrible. And I was like, well, maybe I'm not cut out to make these movies and I'm just going to be done. I don't want to do it anymore. And that's it. So um, what had happened was um, in my uh, sophomore year of high school, actually before I, um, you know, before I made the actual Halloween disaster thing, I would be in my, because uh, in Catholic school, you have to take a religion class. So I'd be in my religion class and I used to sit in the front of the room. So I'd be, I'd be sitting in the room like at my desk waiting for class to start. And obviously uh, I didn't really talk to anybody. And this one teacher would come in and he would always be like, Hey buddy, how are you doing today? You know? And he like, and he would like always take time. He would like kneel down, like, and he'd be like, like talk to me for like the first few minutes before class started, just like general like surface conversation, I guess, just to like talk, you know. So, right. right, you know, I didn't, I didn't obviously know who he was, but you know, it was pleasant enough. We were talking or whatever, right? So, first day of my junior year, okay, and this was after I, you know, did the Halloween things. This was September. This was September of 96. And I was like, I'm done making movies. I think I'm just, I don't want to do it anymore or whatever. I'm, I'm just going to try to focus on something else, figure something else out to do. Because I'm horrible with doing that. So uh, I go in. It's the first day of school. I get my schedule. And my friend from freshman year, um, Pete that I had mentioned earlier, you know, that I went to elementary school with, and then he remembered me when I came into high school. He fucking, he's looking at my roster. He's like, let's see what classes you got. So we're looking. And he's like, oh, he's like, dude, he's like, you got Father Gabe for homeroom and for religion. He's like, and he went to church at the time. You know, he was big into church and all that stuff and big into religion. So, of course, he knew this guy. So he's like, well, let me, let me introduce you to him. You know what I mean? Because I know him. So I'll go up in the homeroom with you and I'll introduce you to him because I know him. So I'm like, all right, cool. We'll do that. So we went upstairs, went into the room. And lo and behold, wouldn't you know it, that it turned out that Father Gabe was the fucking same guy that the fucking year before when I was sitting in my religion class waiting for fucking class to start. 
he was the one that would fucking always say, hey, buddy, how you doing today? And kind of, like, have a conversation with me. Like, that was him. So it was like, you know, I finally put a face to the, you know, the name. And I was like, wow, I'm like, I can't believe that it's, you know, that it's you and all this other shit. So. That's good. You know, well, so the thing is, like, he kind of, like, okay, so for his religion class, for each semester, you had to do a project. It could be any sort of project that had to have some sort of message or meaning. So we said it could be like, you know, something personal. It could be a movie. It could be like a song that you sing or you write or you do this or you do just some project that like expresses some form of creativity and has some message behind it. Like, you know, so I, uh, that's how I ended up. I made that fucking Crossroads movie. It's also on the fucking YouTube channel. Um, and that was like my big, you know, like that got me back into it. And he kind of like brought me out of my shell. Cause like before that, for my junior and for my, no, for my freshman and sophomore year, I was kind of like, you know, ugh, I fucking hate my life. I fucking hate all this shit. It all sucks. Blah, blah, blah. I fucking thought about fucking ending everything more than once. Really? You, you've legit had suicidal thoughts when you were in your teens? Oh, yeah. See, oh, yeah. Uh, and, and again, that's, I, I can honestly say I've never in my life thought about killing myself, but I have had plenty of hateful thoughts towards everyone else. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think like, and I, it sucks to admit this, but like when I was in my teens, I think what brought me, drew me into like horror movies is they were bloody and gruesome and, I could pretend that, you know, all that terrible shit was happening to all my enemies. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Well, that, I mean, that's, that, that's a good way to look at it. I don't, you know, I, I, I can also see that, you know, and, I like that a lot. And I never felt guilty about it. Cause I always knew even back then, just like I know now I can't actually hurt anybody, even if I wanted to. So, oh, well, <laughs> I mean, you know, but it's, 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 I I don't know. I see. I commend you though, because see, in in a lot of ways, that in, in that way at least, I see you as a very strong person. Whereas, like back in those days, uh, honestly, I really was not very strong at all myself. So, I I mean, different people, and again, you you dealt with things in a different era than I did. I think, um, you know, my my hardest time period was probably the two thousands where yours was probably what the nineties. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I think, God, and I don't know how I would compare it because in the two thousands bullying and me and John had a conversation about this several couple of years ago on a, Mm -hmm. on a, done and over with show that probably shouldn't even happen in the first place. But we had a conversation about bullying. And just like we said on that episode, uh, bullying was kind of an A-OK thing back then. Mm -hmm. Um, You could get away with bullying. And then back then it was more, oh, you know, toughen up your skin and quit being a sissy boy and, you know, don't let them bother you. And and to the bullies, it was just like, well, you know, don't take it too far, you know. But bullying was 
a normal thing. It was almost considered something you should go through in order to become a, a big boy, you know. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it um, it it does something to you when you when you're living life as a as a disabled person with disabilities. Like it, it's uh, it it makes you go through things that I don't think you should have to go through. I would have loved it if I went through high school feeling more accepted by the normal crowd. I would have loved it if I went through like my late teens and early twenties and not been so, not felt so outcasted and, and, and ang me feeling angry at all times, you know, in that early part of my life. So like, and it's definitely had an effect on my life long-term, like how I even deal with people still to this day. Cause still to this day, I don't put up with bullshit. And it's, it's so funny because you said when you were younger, you were extroverted, which now you're more so introverted. But for me, it was the exact opposite. I was very introverted when I was a child, teenager, uh, and starting into my 20s. But then I would say somewhere around early to mid-20s, that's when it was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just say what's on my mind at all times. And well, it'll weed out the bad apples. People who don't like me. Oh, will I agree. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you know, you have to. And that's why, like, you know, I credit uh, Father Gabe with a lot with that, you know, and that's why we're still, you know, we kind of still remain friends. And because he really did kind of like, you know, help kind of like bring me out. I mean, he, uh, shit, I got, I remember like at graduation, I got a special fucking he he actually gave me and he created an award at 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 graduation to to give me and i think it was because he what the hell was it he said that 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 um in his eyes i i kind of showcased an extreme amount of courage and he gave me this like special award which I, I, I kind of hated it because I kind of felt like I was like put on, you know, in front of like all these people for this thing. Mm -hmm. but it, it, it's weird because, you know, to be at graduation and to have people like, you know, you be announced for that and then people like start cheering and they fucking stand up and they're all like clapping and shit. It's just, you it, it just kind of, it, it does something. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of, yeah. like, lifts you up. Like, in that moment, you know, it, it really did lift me up. Um, and then a few months later, he was in Camp Out Nightmare 6, uh, getting killed in a bathroom and having to lay in a bathtub with fake blood all over him for, like, in the same spot for three hours straight. And not <laughs> complaining. It just laid there in the same fucking, same fucking spot, same fucking spot for three hours. Did not complain, just fucking handled it like a trooper. And I was, I mean, wow. He's done with that now, though. He said he's he's done with the whole movie thing, though. So. Of course. How old is he now? In his eighties? Um, no, he's um. Two, I want to say, oh shit! I think he's gonna be seventy. Yeah, so of course he's done laying in a bathtub with blood. 
<laughs> you lost enough of that guy. <laughs> so he was actually in the Camp Out Nightmare remake originally, but uh, obviously that shoot never finished. But I did shoot a scene where he gets uh, mauled with a baseball bat. Oh, you've treated him very well in your movies. Yes, I did. So I want to um, get into some other subjects uh, before we end tonight. I would like mm-hmm. to talk about um, – talk to me about what happened to your father because I, I know I know personally, but maybe not everyone who's listening to this episode knows. Let, let's talk about a little bit what, what happened to your father. You mean with the, with the whole death thing? Yeah, the whole death thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't want to come out and say, but yeah, let's talk about the time your dad fucking died. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's ask. That was, that was uh, what the hell was it? December, December second, two thousand thirteen. Um, you know he had gone to work, and um. My mom had gone to work. She was already an amputee by this point, so she was like using a scooter and all that. And we had the um, whatever the ramps and all outside the house, and were you know, um, but so he would. So what he would do was he would usually like he got into the routine of if he wasn't working overtime, he would basically be home at about five o'clock. You know what I mean? So, on December 2nd, my mom was getting ready. She was going to go out with friends, I think, for like an early like Christmas party type thing. Um, so, it gets to be, so it gets to be 5 o'clock. So now, at the old house, there was like a window in the door. So you can see like the lights. Like if somebody was backing up into the driveway or pulling into the driveway, you could see like the lights like bounce off the ceiling like through the wind like through the window in our like porch room you could see like the light so it got to be like i said five o'clock so i see like backup lights and he's you know and i'm like that's weird i'm like these backup lights have been on for like 10 minutes and it doesn't take somebody that long to back up into the driveway so i open the door and i look and i see his car you know in the driveway like you know but it's the backup lights are still on and i said to my mom i'm like i think something's wrong i'm gonna go out and take a look so i go outside and i uh, i i you know walk down and i see him in the car kind of like slumped over the wheel and I don't know what the fuck to do. So luckily, um, a neighbor friend was walking up the street at the time. And he stops. And I said, you know, my dad's in there. He's slumped over the wheel. The car's obviously in reverse, you know. Um, but he's not. So... He was thinking maybe he'd have to break the window or something, but he didn't have to break the window. I guess the door, I think the door was unlocked or something. Something happened and he was able to like open the door 
and he kind of had to put the car in park because the car was in reverse but my dad's foot was on the fucking brake thankfully so that was keeping it there isn't that something that like could like it could have been so much worse for all of you like he could have backed right into the house if he if he died like that right like well he would have well he would have hit the ramp first oh because the way that the driveway was set up was like the ramp was kind of like leading up to it so you would have he would have hit that first then you would have known something was wrong but i ended up calling 911 the paramedics get there um my aunt came down too and she tried to give him cpr i guess um and they they didn't even shock him because apparently they stuck like the pads to his chest or whatever and it said no shock needed so they didn't shock him because i guess with it saying that that you know he was like they you know they still worked on him in the ambulance for like a while before they took him um you know they left and he went to the hospital and we got the call at maybe i want to say 555 that he you know that he was dead and it's like that was that was just the you know that was just the day that 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 my world basically just changed yeah well was it heart failure what was it they never had a like we never had an autopsy done because you have to you have if he if you don't if a person doesn't die from like suspicious cause you know what i mean from like foul play or something then the family has to pay for an autopsy and they didn't you know they didn't want to pay for one but the the fact is that his heart was bad he has a family history of of heart issues his mother died his mother dropped dead when she was 40 from a heart attack his brother dropped dead when he was 30 i think he had just turned 35 and his brother dropped dead of a heart attack and my dad was 59 he was maybe like just actually he was two months away from his 60th birthday when when he died and uh you know that was i mean that that was just a fucking weird like that was like a weird fucking thing like it really was just fucking um Looking back on it, do you wish that you guys would have got an autopsy? Uh, I mean, me personally, I I think for me personally, I would have just liked something definitive. I mean, it is it is funny though because he had because he died to December second, which was like a week after Thanksgiving. So the thing is, he had a stress test. That's because he he had already had heart issues and he had a stent in his heart and all that shit like put in like in 2010 so a few years before that um but he had a stress test scheduled for and the doctor said do you want to have the stress test before thanksgiving or after thanksgiving 
And he said, well, I'll go in after Thanksgiving. And the funny thing is, he died December 2nd. His stress test was originally scheduled for fucking two days after that. And wow. if he would have went in and got the stress test before Thanksgiving, because he died, he died Thanksgiving was that Thursday, and he died Monday the second, and I think Thanksgiving was the Thursday before that. So if he would have went in before Thanksgiving and had the stress test, if there was something up, they would have caught it. I bet you. And then maybe he wouldn't have died. Right. Day. Yeah. You think he'd still be with you today? If, if. I mean, it's possible. How old was he? he you said he was 59. He was, he was 59. He was two months away from 60. Cause yeah. I, you know, like a little over two months. Cause his birthday is February 21st. It's entirely possible that he could have been around for quite a few more years after that. It, it, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, it definitely could have. How would you describe? <coughs> excuse me. How would you describe the change in your you and your mother's relationship after your dad died? Well, I mean, basically, I I felt like I took a lot in terms of like household duties like basically the way that it was was uh, I would get up every morning at like 4.15 Monday through Friday so you get up get her washed get her ready to go to work get her out the door she would you know she would leave at like 6.30 in the morning and then that's when I started watching, that's when I actually started watching Leave with the Beaver because it was on Netflix at that time. So after she would leave for work, I would watch Leave it to Beaver for like an hour or two. And then after that, I would do the laundry, take out the trash. And I wouldn't just do my laundry. I would do my laundry, her laundry, my brother's laundry. And then, you know, I would like fold that, put it away and all that type of, you know, happy horse shit. And, you know, in a lot of ways, that's why I said I, I kind of helped my brother, in a, in a sense, kind of, like, make it possible for him to go out and, you know, get his schooling and become a nurse and get a job and do that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Because base, and then she would come home from work at, like, 5.30 or 6 o'clock. And then I would be caring for her, you know, basically until she went to bed at like 10 or 11. And then I would go to bed like shortly after that because I'd have to be up by like 4.15, between 4.15 or 4.30 the next day to do it all over again. You know what I mean? And that was, and and that was like fucking, ugh. <laughs> it was, it was, you know. That had to be like not not only did you have to deal with the death of your father, but then you had to take on all of this. Let's be frank about what it was. It was a burden. You took on all of the burden. Well, that's that's why I refer to it as a bedridden burden now. Because yeah, now you know, 
in in some ways, you know. Yeah, because still to this as day, horrible as it sounds. Yeah. Now, um, before we jump into the podcast stuff all over again, here's the subject I definitely want to talk about. So, your brother that lives with you guys that's been there also this whole time, whole time, he gay, right? Yes, correct. He's just fucking gay. He just you found out one to talk to me about when you and the family found out that he enjoyed sucking cock. Tell, tell us about well, that. The, the 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 family didn't the family didn't find out per se. Um I found out but only because you walked you know, in. No. 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 My, no, no, my, 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 a friend of mine found pictures of him that he would put on dating sites. Gay dating sites? Correct. So your friend's gay too? No. Oh. No, no, no. We were, we were one night just on the computer and he was... Uh, we were looking at, at some site and he went back into the history to find the page that we were looking at. And he's like, dude, he's like, what's all this stuff in your history? And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Because at that time, we only had one computer in the house. You know, everybody had one computer. What's all this gay porn doing on your history? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he looks at me, he's like, dude, your brother's a fag. <laughs> Oh my god. So wait. Like your family knows now, obviously, right? Your mom knows, everyone well, yeah. knows. Well, yeah, because the thing is then then when I knew and then after the fact, my mother found out, but the rest of my family didn't find out until after my dad died because my dad never knew. Yeah. If the heart attack didn't kill your dad, this would have killed him for sure. I mean, he he would have he would have, you know, he would have accepted him, but it just it would have been it just would have been different, and I guess he was afraid to, you know. So, of course, because this was, oh, he, you know, this was still the early two thousands, and the alphabet people were still struggling in the early two thousands, weren't they? Yeah. Well, let's well let's put it this way. I found out in two thousand and four. Oh, okay. And my dad died in two thousand and thirteen. Yeah, in December of two thousand thirteen. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So, so that's secret for a while. So yeah. So your husband, no, your brother is married now. He's got a husband, right? Correct. Did Correct. He, meet, he met this guy on a dating site, right? Uh, I would imagine so. Yes, I, I guess. Wonder, I I never really, you know, I, I never wonder, really got into the logistics of of how it all happened, but. Yeah, but, I so. but let's just brainstorm for a second how that happened. Like, yeah. hi, I'm gay. Are you gay? Hi, yeah, I'm gay. I like mm -hmm. sucking cock. Do you like sucking cock? Yeah, let's suck each other's cocks. And then, boom, they're in love. That's got to be how it happens with gay guys, right? I would, yeah, I would think that you're probably right on the button with that one, buddy. <laughs> There's another clip for you. Um, mm -hmm. So do you do you get along with your brother and his husband these days, or is it just like get the fuck away from me? No, for the most part, I do. After the the after the unpleasantness, um, 
I do now. Like, everything's civil now. I mean, you know. Uh, you don't think his husband's going to come home drunk one night and like, well, fuck it, Mike's here. I'm just going to fuck him instead. No, God, no. I would never let that happen. I'd be like, nope. But the husband, he, he doesn't drink, so. Oh, that's good. Yeah, he doesn't. The only thing he drinks is your brother's semen, right? Oh, God, yeah. That's <laughs> I can't even think of that. Okay. Like, All right. Oh, God. I think, I think we're done with that subject. So we are heading into, fuck, hour three of our. Uh, no, we're, no, this is only going to be hour two. Yeah, you're right. We're heading heading into hour two. Jesus Christ, it feels like three hours. Let's talk. Let's get into the podcast stuff. Talk to me about how Am I, I knew you that much. Holy shit! Well, no, no, no. I um, I know we talked a little bit about uh, the the Horlick thing, and that was your very first podcast. But let's talk about the inception of Rabbit and Red. You, I know you talked a little bit about um doing Rabbit and Red live three times a week, but talk to me about and then the- on the weekends too. And on the weekends too, Jesus Christ! How did this? How did it come up in your mind? Like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is now my my passion that I want to. You mean the you mean the networking? Yeah, because so okay. So you want me to jump ahead a little bit then? Um, for a second, and then I want to go back and and talk about hosts and stuff like that. So talk to me about that first. All right. Well, what? Well. Obviously, you know, Vince started Rabbit and Red, and I just was like with him, you know, but that was his thing that he started. And I remember, uh, what the hell was it? We were doing, what the fuck was he doing with John? Oh, yeah. We were doing, uh, we had initially started VHS Life, myself and Mr. Rhodes. And we were doing that. And then Vince went back to doing Rabbit and Red after being away for a few years. And um, so me and Vince kind of were doing it again a little bit. Like I was doing VHS Life and I was doing Rabbit and Red maybe once or twice a month with Vince. And uh, Vince is like, you know, my health isn't all that great. So I think I'm just going to like be done with Rabbit and Red. And I'm just going to... And I said, well why do you just, why don't you just not? Like, why don't you just let me, like, just take it? And just don't let the brand, like, just don't let it die. I said, just, I'll, I'll take it and I'll kind of, like, keep it going. So he's like, well, if you want to do that, then do that. So then I talked to Rhodes and I said, look, I'm like, Vince can't do Rabbit and Red anymore. So how about you come and you do, we'll end VHS life and we'll, you know, Trying to keep Rabbit and Red going. So Rhodes is like, all right, you know, I think we were both kind of upset about ending VHS life because we both did kind of like enjoy doing that a lot. It was a little bit of a pain editing wise, but we really did kind of enjoy it. Um, I said, at least in the initial run, that I thought some of the story arcs kind of went on a little too long. Um, I don't think he was happy with me saying that, but I said it nonetheless. Um, we had some arguments about that, but you know, whatever. So we got into doing Rabbit and Red again. And of course, um, Rabbit and Red was with Legion Podcasts. Um, 
But the thing is, I didn't like just having Rabin and Red on Legion because I was like, you know what? It's on Legion, but if something kind of happens, I kind of want to have like a backup. So what I did was I bought um, like a, you know, because obviously Bo didn't, I mean, like Legion didn't take Rabbit and Red when we were on there. You know, they put, they hosted it, but we still technically owned it or I still technically owned it, you know, so I could really do whatever I wanted. So I bought, um, I think something with, oh, fuck, I forget the, the podcast hosting thing I used originally, but, um, I think it was Libsyn or something like that. And I, um, I would post the episode on there as well. And it was just rabbit and red on that feed. But then as time went on, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, why don't I could maybe do some more shows? And I think I got like, I think there was, I forget. There was another show that I think we had on there that we just did. And it was, you know, audio only at the time. And then fucking, uh, I, I, for, I don't remember how it happened. I just remember that um, when the unpleasantness here happened, and I was with my cousin for like the two, almost two months, um, when I came back in November of 2020, I guess, or no, I came back at the end of October. So in November of like 2020, Bo fucking messages me and he's like, look, he's like, you know, Legion is kind of like changing its direction and I don't feel like you fit in with what we're trying to do over here. So maybe, you know, you know, I don't wish you any ill will. I just, you know, maybe you'd like to just go and do your own thing because it seems like you're kind of doing your own thing. Like that you know, is independent of us anyway, which I don't understand how he would get that because I was fucking, when I would promote Rabbit and Red show, I wouldn't promote the Rabbit and Red network feed. I would promote the fucking Legion link all the fucking time. So I don't know where he was getting that from, but I think it was just an excuse because he wanted us off of there or whatever. So, um, at that point, fucking, I'm like, well, what am I going to do? And that's when I'm like, well, let's just try this whole Rabbit and Red. Like, I had the fucking podcast feed called Rabbit and Red Radio Network. I'm like, so why not just try to make Rabbit and Red Radio Network an actual fucking network? Because Bo kicked it. So I'm like, so my initial thought was, all right, I'm going to show that fucker that I can fucking do this too. I'm like, he thinks he can run a fucking Legion podcast. I'm like... I'm going to run a fucking Rabbit and Red Radio Network, and I'm going to show that fucker that I can run a fucking podcast network, and that's the fuck I did. Fuck you, Bo. <laughs> I, I, was, I was just going to say, if you could say one thing to Bo right now, if he was listening, what would it be? But you already said it. Fuck you, Bo. <laughs> anyway. Um, I, you, shouldn't have, you shouldn't have kicked us. You shouldn't have kicked us. We weren't. Dude, I was getting fucking guests for the show. I, dude, I had fucking Joe Bob Briggs on fucking Rabbit and Red Radio. That was on Legion. I, I had fucking Joe Bob fucking Briggs. I forgot all about that. And now Joe Bob Briggs is on Shudder every few months. Right. It, 
And I had, yeah, and I had him for the first fucking marathon on Rabbit and Red. He was a guest promoting the first initial last drive-in marathon. God, and just think, because he probably wouldn't ever come back on Rabbit and Red now, because now that he's making money with Oh, Shep. no. No, he, I, I contacted his, his, I still have his um, assistant's email, and she said that he is just super busy, but she said, you know, when he gets some time, she said we could maybe work something out. Man, and okay, so that's what I wanted to ask. Other than Joe Bob, who do you think was some of the best guests that you've had on Rabbit and Red Radio as, as a network, any show? that you produced or directed or hosted. So just the network, like not since the beginning, just as the network. Now you're me, you mean, um, no, let's go throughout ever since you started doing podcasts in general, who was your favorite? Like, who do you mm. think was top tier? Like some, you don't have to make one name. Mm. Like for example, uh, another one of my favorites that you guys have had, I believe his name was Adam Marcus. Was he the director of Jason goes to hell? Yes. Well, that was from that was from this this that was from this era, right? But that I was... have, but but I have like um, if if we're gonna go back, holy fuck, um, Tyler Maine was really cool. I loved him, and these were all like from back from like 2011, 2012 when I was fucking just. Dude, I was I was like a fucking machine fucking going after all these people. Like we had fucking Dee Wallace liked her. Fucking Chris Sarandon was really like he was fucking I loved him. Fucking um Tony Todd and Danielle Harris. I still have those interviews. They're actually on the um on the on-demand page now. If you go to the website, you'll scroll down, and they're uh, they're on the on-demand page. Those two interviews, like as one show, like an archive show. I love those fucking interviews because Tony Todd, motherfucker, like, dude, that was like the best. The best thing was, you know, you get these people, and you know, we weren't live back then, so. You know, you think that you're going to get them for maybe like fucking 10 or 15 minutes, but Vince would fucking start talking to them. And some of these people would stay on the line with us for fucking close to an hour. Like it was, you know, like, like Adrian King was on for like, almost, I think we had her on twice and she was on for like almost an hour each time. Fucking, you know, um, I tell armor from. Names like Danielle Harris and Tony Todd, everyone knows those names. I mean, if you don't know those names, you're not a fan of the genre. Yeah. And you yeah. guys actually yeah. had that. So, like, I mean, Jesus Christ, like, you're right. Dude, like, and, then Malik, and then we had fucking Malik a cat on, you know, Mustafa's son, who now owns the Halloween, you know, Malik owns Halloween now. Yeah. We had him on after Zombies Halloween 2. And I think when we had him on, they were still actively developing because Todd Farmer and Patrick Lussier were working on Halloween 3D. And we had fucking Malika Cat on and then Todd Farmer on. And they were both talking to us about, well, Todd Farmer was on for Drive Angry too. 
But he was also talking about, you know, Halloween 3D and the whole thing with that. When that was still actually happening. Right. And then, dude, there was just so far. I mean, like, and that, oh, and then when we had fucking Dan, the first time that we had Dan Ferrans on Rabbit and Red was in 2011. Dan Ferrans is the guy who wrote Halloween 6. And I remember when we had him on. And remember, like, back in the day, I would schedule these interviews, but I wouldn't talk. Like, I would just mainly stay silent, and it would all be, like, fucking Vince. But I remember fucking Vince told fucking Daniel Ferrans, uh, like, how much I love Halloween 6 and how, like, when it first came out for the first three months that it was out, I watched it once a day, every day, Monday through Friday, and then twice on the weekends for the first three months that it was out. I, I, dude, I just, and I wish I still had that interview. Vince says he has it on a, on a hard drive somewhere, but I have to find it because, dude, Daniel Ferrans was like, I'm so sorry that you did that, and I wish I could give you your time back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, the fuck? Who was and it? I actually cried on the interview with him because we were. Because he started talking about fucking Donald and I fucking lost it. Oh, God. Let's not go down that route again. We got to cry <laughs> enough times on this show tonight. Um, what was I going to ask? Who was it that John interviewed and the guy kept calling him Mike? Was he? Was it the uh, guy from Texas Chainsaw 3 or something like that? No. Dude, that was... That was... um. That was Dan Yeager from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D. That was, but that wasn't Rabbit and Red. That was Morbidly Made. Oh, that was the show that we did before VHS Life. Oh, okay. That was the first show that I ever did with Rhodes. Was Morbidly Made, and Dan Yeager, who played Leatherface in TCM 3D, was our first guest on that show. Well, he really thought he was going to interviewed by Mike because he just yeah. John was not John that night. Okay, so. Let's talk a little bit about host, co-host. Tell me about who who is your who's your favorite co-host. Let's just put that out there, right? Oh enough. Jesus Christ! And oh put, my God! But no, you know you don't have to mention one name. You know what? You could give us a, a few names in any order. Who are some of the people you enjoy? I'll make it easier for you, bitch boy. Who who are some oh, of your Jesus favorite Christ. people to host Rabbit and Red alongside with? Oh, Rabbit and okay, Rabbit and Red. Just, I'm sorry, yeah, just Rabbit and Red. I'm not talking about all these side shows and everything. Just Rabbit and Red, the main show of the network. Who, because you've had plenty of of co-hosts. Yeah. Years, right. Yes, I have. So, talk to me about some of your favorite. Well, if we're talking about Rabbit and Red, obviously, um, even though we did have our falling out on air, um, me and Vince. Uh, Vince, I gotta say, was was probably up there for me because, I mean, shit, dude, he created it, you know. Um, he brought that fucking flavor to it. I mean, dude, um, you know, it was new when we. St- I mean, dude, in two thousand and fucking ten, in June of two thousand ten. When the whole fucking thing started, nobody had a fucking podcast. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. You know, we just started this thing. I didn't know. He didn't know. We just did it. 
And I got to say, he just brought something to it. And I mean, subsequent... And the thing is, I've tried to capture... I've tried to capture the essence of that. Like in, in any other show that I've done since, you know? But the thing is, you're never going to have that. I don't care who it's with. You're never going to have that chemistry. Because Vince just knew. Like, and I think that's, I think that comes from us doing Horlick for the fucking four years prior. Because that was all in provision, you know, that we did that. That was all in provision that we did. So, it's like you just know. Like, you, you get to know a person. And you get to, like, know, like, stuff that you can say to, like, set them off. Or this or that or the other thing. And we knew each other. And that's kind of, like, what made it so good and so real. And, I mean, all of my, all of everybody that I've done a show with. I've had some sort of connection with and chemistry with, yeah. But Vince is like a mainstay. I don't think you're going to get better than, than than that. Yeah, I mean, Vince has that suave to him, to himself and to his voice that, like, he's just super right. confident. Now, of course, I came in when it was you and John, so yeah. I got used to listening to you and John there for a while. And I don't know. So like ever since he left, it was like, to me, it was like, well, this is all right, but it's not John and Mike, you know, I don't think it was until um, you put uh, Cody and Aaron together, you know, as a team. And then I, you know, you see the chemistry between them two as co-hosts. Um, yeah. And no matter if they're, no matter if it's Raven or Red, they're doing, or now it's near Duell's. Uh, speaking of which, let's talk about. Um, do you have any uh, bitterness that Cody and, and Aaron left Rabbit and Red and wanted to go do their own thing near the wells? Don't fucking lie! Uh, Don't fucking lie to me! No, 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 no. All right. Well, uh, initially, when 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 um, he came when when Aaron came to me and he said, you know, I'm, I, you know, what he's like, what do you think? If Cody goes to Near Do Wells and like Rabbit and Red becomes like a monthly show, like a town hall type special type show. And he's like, and then you know, we'll do Near Do Wells and Near Do Wells will be, you know. And at first, like I kind of like entertain the idea. Like I was kind of like, you know what, maybe maybe we can maybe we can make that work. But then, you know, as time went on, I'm thinking to myself, it's the fucking Rabbit and Red Radio Network. You can't have a fucking Rabbit and Red Radio Network without Rabbit and Red Radio. So it's like, if Poe doesn't want to do it, if he wants to focus on Near Dwells, that's fine. Then we have to find another, you know, another way. And that's what I ended up doing. I found another way to keep it going. And I think, I think it was a good, I think that was one of my better decisions. If I, I do say so myself. I think so because you know if you take a look at the Rabbit and Red shows YouTube numbers, it's it's usually a higher number than any of these other shows. So people are paying attention, and I think people are enjoying. Oh shit! What's their names again? That's Canal co-hosts with you. Dan Chase and Lacey Lou. Yes, them. Yes, them. They're awesome. 
they're awesome people. I can't remember which one's the sexier one out of the two, but they're awesome people. Um, they're probably better than you, but uh, I digress. They might be. Huh? I said they might be. I I would uh, I would agree with you. Um. So let's talk a little bit about co-hosts that you had a fallen out with and a little controversy with. And I'm not, I'm not talking about Vince anymore. Let's talk about, let's mm. talk about that one guy that tried mm. to take his own rabbit and red radio version. And I think he still has his own Facebook page, right? That remember, remember that I tried to start. No, he, he, well, he, 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 he does. Um, Cause I did kind of try to get back in with him after, uh, well, uh, he, Alex was originally on Rabbit and Red with us when we, well, when the show started, it was me and Vince. Okay. When we started in June, 2010, it was me and Vince. And then Alex came in probably around, I want to say the end of July or August of 2010. So it was me, Vince and Alex. Uh, and that was good. Um, you know, that was when we were doing the show three times a week, uh, whatever. Dude, it was, a, it was a lot. It was a crazy fucking time. We were just like, it was nuts. And then we ended up going over to Horror Did. And um, the thing is, horror, the guy who owned Horror Bid, Justin, it got to a point where he actually tried to turn the three of us against each other. And and it worked for a time because the rabbit and red that, that you knew at that point ended up fucking blowing up because we all just were kind of like, well, Vince was saying something about Alex. Alex was saying something about Vince. They were saying something about me, and it was like, you know, I don't know how true any of it was, but I had heard, like, Justin was kind of, like, exact, like he was just, like, exaggerating or just trying to hit us. So we ended up getting kicked off the horror bid because of it. And we were like, okay, so now what are we going to do? And Alex is like, well, you're not on the fucking website anymore. I don't think I want to be with the show. And... We ended up going over to um, Rich Styles' website, The Devil's Eyes. Um, so we resurrect Rabbit and Red over there. Um, Alex is no longer with the show. It's me and Vince again, and then Rich would, you know, pop in and on and all that stuff and whatever. Um, and the thing is, I was still like scheduling guests, like, like crazy. Like we had fucking. That's when we had Chris Sarandon on. We had fucking Tom Holland on who wrote, like, Fright Night and Child's Play and all that shit. Wow. Um, you know, we had, uh, the fuck, dude? There were, there was, there was fucking a, a shit ton of people, um, you know, and fucking, so, uh, but then it got, there was, there was one fucking night because Vince fucking, started like getting all fucking pissy that I was scheduling all these interviews and doing all this stuff. And he, so like we went, uh, dude, I have the audio of the show is on Vimeo. I think I might have to make it an MP3 and actually put it 
Because, but the sad thing is, I don't have the original unedited audio. Because since the shows weren't live, fucking Rich went back and fucking cut out all the fucking juicy shit. Uh-huh. He literally like beeped it out. Because I was like, well, I'm like, oh, I'm like, all right, Vince, you want to start? You want to start shit? You want to start shit? You want me to tell people what you're really like? And then all of a sudden, it's like, beep, beep. And I'm like, I wish that I had that original audio just to, just for prosperity purposes, because I don't remember exactly what the fuck I said, but I know that it ended in me hanging up the phone, because I was still doing it on a landline at that at that point, and that was February of 2012. And at that point, I was like, and then Vince, I remember when I hung up, you know, because this the show kept going on. He's like, wow. He literally said, he's like, wow, he hung up. He's like, all right, let's go. Let's, 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 let's go to a break and we'll, we'll, we'll come right back. So then they, they come back and Rich, you know, sat in for the last segment um, of that show. And Vince was trying to like call me and I just wouldn't answer his calls. Cause see, I'm the type that like, if you fuck with me. I just stop. Like, I don't talk to you. I'm, we're just done. Right? right. Um, so I just, like, I didn't answer his calls. He kept trying to call me for, like, weeks and stuff. And I just would not answer him. And I did not talk to him. So then finally, like, Alex really wasn't. Alex had started doing his own Garbage Pail Kids podcast thing or something. And I was like, I was like, dude, I'm like, I'm not on Rabbit and Red. You're doing this Garbage Pail Kids thing. I'm like, I'm like, what can we do like as a show together? So we're like kind of like tossing ideas back and forth. And I said, well, how about how about we do a show called The Skeleton Crew? And it's like, we can do it. And you know, I'll call Justin, talk to Justin and see if we can if I can get us back on horror bid. You know, because it would just be me and you. Vince wouldn't be there. And I'm like, Vince was the problem in the first place. So since Vince was the problem in the first place, Vince won't be there. So that means it'll just be us. It'll be no issue. It'll be perfect. It'll be great. So he's like, all right. So I called Justin. I laid out the whole scenario to Justin. Justin's like, shit, yeah, dude, come back. Come back to Harvard. We want you to come back. So come back on. So I'm like, all right, cool. So we'll come back. So... For April, so that was February. Like, so that was sometime in March. So we were going to start um, in April because there was a Friday the 13th in April of 2012. So we were going to do 12 days of Friday the 13th. So it was going to start out, and each day we were going to do a separate, like, Friday the 13th movie. Like, one, two, three, four, five. Leading up to like the, the first 12 episodes would be 12 mini-sodes covering each of the Friday the 13th movies. Um, but Justin was like, one thing, since you're trying to compete with Rabbit and Red, instead of calling yourselves the Skeleton Crew right off, why don't you call yourselves Rabbit and Blue Radio? So we did that. Alex did not like doing that. He fucking 
threw a bitch fit about it for like, and I'm just like, dude, he just wants to do it for the first twelve episodes. Then with episode thirteen, will be the skeleton crew, and it'll be fine. Whatever. So could've did that. Could have just called it Rabbit's Blue Balls. Could have done that because that that's kind of like what I was going through at that point. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, but that was only two years into my dry spell, so it it didn't get to the level that it is now. So, um, so we ended up back on Harbid. Um, but the thing is, um, so then you know, like it was all going great. Um, I started taking more responsibility at home, having to deal with taking care of my mom and all that shit. Like, this was, obviously my dad was still alive, but back at that point, my mom was still the amputee and I was still doing some stuff to take care of her. So it was a little harder for me to, like, get time to do the skeleton crew. So Alex took it upon himself to be like, well, if you don't want to make time to do this, then I guess you're just not going to be involved. And he fucking... So the Skype account that I have now is the Skype account that I've had since the Skeleton Crew. I got the account and that number for the Skeleton Crew. Like, that was the Skeleton Crew original Skype account. That motherfucker locked me out of that Skype account and basically just locked me out of the show that I created and brought him on. He locked me out because I had to take on responsibility of like doing shit around the house and taking care of my mother. And because I didn't have time to do the show, you know, when he could do it, Instead of fucking talking to me about it, he fucking locked me out of it and took it over. He basically hijacked it from me. And I was still still paying the fucking Skype bill, and I didn't even have access to the fucking account. Because he changed all the fucking passwords and locked me the fuck out of it. So I'm paying for something that I don't even have access to. And it took, it literally took me like four to five months to get that access back from him. How? How'd you get it back? He, he finally just gave it back to me. He had his fun and he said, all right, here you go. Take it back. Well, no, because then he, well, because then, no, because then he got his own Skype thing and he just took over the skeleton crew name and all that shit himself. Well, okay, so then, because doesn't he have his own Rabbit and Red Radio Facebook page? Uh... No, see, that's the original. That page is the original Rabbit and Red page that we started back in 2010. And see, dumbass Vince had control of that page. But when we went to the Devil's Eyes, Vince added Rich as an admin. So then over the years, Rich kind of like took control of Rabbit and Red and now he fucking even locked Vince out of that page. And me out of that page. So that's why I had to create the RabbitandRedRadio.com page. Because Rich fucking took control of the other one and locked us out. So, do you think... 
Do you think Rich is still doing his own Rabbit and Red podcast? No, because I don't think he has the time to do it. I think he's barely running a website right now as it is. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I haven't checked it recently, but I know he's not. I don't think he's doing a show because I think I would have. I I mean, I think I would have seen if he was doing a show. Um, maybe. No. Maybe he's maybe he's got Joe Bob on his show tonight or something. Got Tony. No, I highly doubt that. Got Tony Todd. <laughs> Harris scheduled. I well, I mean, I can't. I can't say that he did have Reggie Bannister on a show before, and he had Sid Haig on his show. You know, when he was when he took over Rabbit and Red, he had them on, but I think that was mainly because I got him that contact info for them. Right, because I'm the one that subscribes to IMDb Pro for fucking twenty a month. So. In our closing moments, let's talk about what your future plans are for Rabbit and Red Radio Network. T- tell us about where you would like things to go and what, what your hopes are for the growth of this of this adventure. Where would I like things to go? Hmm. Um, I would like things to, you know, kind of finally continue on this upswing. And, um, you know, hopefully we get more, uh, uh, more people in watching it. Hopefully we get, uh, more Patreon subscribers because we are trying to, you know, I'm really trying to push the, the Patreon as is everyone. Um, you know, Travis just signed up today. That was great. Hopefully we can get a few more people that join the tier. I wonder if Drew is going to sign up for it. That's what, that's the name I gave him, Drew. Uh, Yes. He's. Maybe that eventually we'll get him to sign up. Yeah, you never know. I mean, you never know. Uh, you know, I think at this point, you know, we're just trying to to expand and try different things and like test the waters, you know, and see what sticks. And that, that's just that's what post that post is, you know, trying different things, see what sticks. That's basically what we're that's basically what we're doing. Um, yeah. You know, so who so, knows what the future holds? Whatever you do, don't go back to view botting. Jesus Christ, that's a waste of time. No, I'm, dude. Um, I'm I'm not going. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't. Even, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. Uh, probably between, um, like last summer. So probably from like June of last year through about February of this year, I probably spent about, I want to say between three and four K. Wow. On view body. Yeah. Because the thing is they, they, they tell you that it does help, but the problem is you have to keep it up. If you don't keep it up, then whatever work is done doesn't stick, and you kind of kind of start from scratch. Yeah. But a point where I just like, dude, because when you do that, it like your numbers inflate, and dude, I saw those inflated numbers, and like in my brain, you know, I know they're not real, but it's like, holy fuck, I'm seeing that, and I'm like, wow, I'm like, 
this is fucking awesome. So it's like it's almost like a high, you know what I mean? Like you're almost like high, and you're like, yeah, more, 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 more. But then it like it got to a point where it's like, dude, you can only do so much. Yeah, you know, and it's um, I was like, I was like, dude, I'm like, I'm putting out way more than I'm getting in. I'm like, so I gotta stop. And then I was gonna try to um do like an Amazon affiliate store, like an Amazon affiliate website, and I maybe put um probably about fifteen hundred into that, I guess. And that I just got totally screwed because they just didn't do sh- they. Dude, they didn't do shit, and I learned just don't deal with people overseas because they tell you know they tell you they'll do something, but they won't do it. They will not do it. Right. Not at all. Not at all. So now it's like that's why, you know, that's that's really what drove me to like start the Patreon because I'm like, you know, it's like two dollars if I could get everybody, like whoever just to like even if you look at the page if you do the two dollar tier for for Christ's sake that would just really you know help because now that even though i've stopped that you still have the hosting fees for the website which i had to fucking update like an idiot to uh embed the uh tv channel into it and i told you about all that uh-huh. so you know, it's, it's, it's something, dude. You know. Yeah. It's well, something. I for what I, I will say that. Well, I mean, but you have ambition. I I'm not denying that you're an idiot sometimes. You you know you're an idiot sometimes, but you have a lot of ambition. You 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 have you you keep this dream going of yours that now has a family, basically a part of it. How many people are now a part of Raven and Red Radio? Like a dozen, if not more? Yeah, probably about that. Yeah. I mean, and just look at the growth from last this time last year to now. And, you know, you, you took the jump to YouTube. And I would say that a, a good portion of your videos gets a decent amount of views. Uh, I mean, some episodes get 50, 60 views. Some of them get over 100 I've seen a couple of Rabin Red Radio episodes get over 300. So that's something. That's way better than view botting for 2000. It's way better. Yeah. Because those yeah. are legit. Those are legit. I mean, I know what you mean about the high because, you know, that first episode I did with Anthony, that legit got over 500 views. Right. And I remember thinking, like, wow, like that is that's legit people that clicked on this for whatever reason, you know, cause we were embroiled in that controversial topic mm-hmm. that I got mm-hmm. him to be a part of right at the boiling point. And that, that's why that episode worked. Cause it was at the boiling point of that subject. And I, right. <laughs> I am so fucking proud of that episode, but um, mm-hmm. this is another episode I was proud of. I'm glad that we had some real moments with you. I think we had some good laughs, some good, interesting stories. Okay. And believe it or not, Mike, I think some of the stuff that you told tonight, not everyone knew. Probably not. <laughs> and 
I mean, you know, especially this last part. Yeah. With the view bonding and all that crap. Yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, hey, I don't think anyone's really going to blame you. You did whatever you could to get this net, you know, this this network is your baby. It's it's your passion. So, and I'm not, but the thing is, and I say it to everybody, dude, it's not just mine. It's, it's all of yours. It's, it's everybody's. I mean, you know, sure, I, I put, you know, financial stuff behind it, but, you know, without everyone else, this would be nothing. I can't, you know what I mean? Like, I can't put on your yeah. Duels or a Cody's hot seat or, you know, fucking. And, and we have some really awesome people. Like, I know there's some people that enjoy my brand of interviewing and my brand of, you know, the way I talk to people. And that's great. I personally really like to listen to Cody and Aaron. I, I really mm -hmm. think that they have a good chemistry. Um, I, you know, I, I'm gonna, I gotta catch up on rabbit and red. I'm, I'm admittedly, I'm not familiar enough with your co-host. I need to check out some episodes on that. Um, I, I, I enjoyed the killer Queens podcast. Hopefully that's just on a temporary hiatus. Hopefully angel will come back eventually for that. Cause I enjoyed her style of interviewing as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'd probably slit my own wrist before I ever listened to roads on the rock. So there you go. <laughs> I well oh well don't let him hear you say that. He well, won't listen to this anyway, so it's okay. No, no. John listens to pretty much faggot ass music and he thinks everyone wants to listen to that. You're listening to the faggot ass rock show. That's probably what he should just call it. No, I mean I, I I'll be honest. I mean I, I don't mind the music. I really I really don't. I I enjoy it. Um, but I know that he's, I don't think he's happy with the numbers because he's like, he's like, well, uh, and that's why I'm thinking, I'm like, fuck, when he asked me how he was doing, I should have told him he was doing better than I told him he was doing. Cause he's like, well, maybe I should just, maybe I'll just end the show after a Christmas special. If it's not, you know, picking up steam and I'm like, motherfucker, it's like, do you realize what what's all going into over here to try to get this thing to fucking pick up steam? It's like you know we're all just a unit. We're not gonna fucking right. You no, know. but that's uh, his mentality. Speaking, I don't know. Speaking of another uh, couple of parts, that's a uh, <clears throat> important aspect of the unit. Uh, Paul and and Rob, like I think they do do a good job. Um, I think Paul has gotten more comfortable as he you know I know he was doing film junkies. Uh, with, with Aaron. There, I did it right this right. Wait, what? we're not over. I just hit the fucking button by mistake because I was, no, I was trying to go down to play this. Hold on, because I, I pulled this tonight and I figured I wanted to get it in there before the show ended, but okay. I love this. I love this. What the fuck? That's it? I what just, the fuck? Okay. Um, I am underwhelmed like usual with your clips, but uh, I guess that's a, a Michael J. Uh, mainstay. Um, but yeah, Paul, he's he's great. Paul is one of those guys that you just give him a little bit of a leeway, a little bit of a direction, and he can just take it from mm -hmm. there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and Rob, you know, he might have got himself uh, uh, fired from Subway, but God damn it, he's employed again, and he's uh, he's a good man. 
I'm a little disappointed in how he got himself fired. I thought maybe it'd be funnier if he whipped his dick out at some young co-ed or uh, co-worker or whatever, but it's, it wasn't yeah. that at all. And uh, yeah, Paul, Rob does a good job. Paul does a good job. Um, Tyree's okay. I'll just say that Tyree's mm. okay. I, I think he should stop mimicking his brother, Aaron. I know he wishes bro- mm. Aaron was his big brother and he listens to him on everything, but um, yeah, he's, he's good. And uh, I, Cody and Aaron though, man, if mm. I had to pick two people other than you, you know, to, to, mm. to be like the top voices of, of, of Rabin Red Radio as a whole, it would definitely be Aaron and Cody, but probably Aaron the most. Aaron just knows how to carry a conversation. His mm-hmm. laugh is infectious. His mm-hmm. voice is infectious. I think about his penis sometimes. No, I mean, uh, I, I respect no. him as a man. Mm-hmm. His, his wife probably wears the pants in their relationships. As a matter of fact, I think she said that she does on our last episode. Yeah. But, oh, uh, know that for sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I so Raven Red I think is going strong and as a, as a as a network as a whole whole unit and um, you know I, I I think we're we're just going up we're going up and up and up slowly one rung at a time on the on the ladder but I think Literally, things yeah. get better yeah I think things are going to get better as we as we grow and I just want to say. Sorry ahead of time because eventually my dumbass and the words I use will probably eventually get us canceled. So I hope you'll forgive me for that. They won't get canceled. I'm gonna make sure of that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. You're not going anywhere as long as I'm as long as I'm breathing. You're not going anywhere. So just hope that I keep breathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Well, is there before we sign out? Is there any closing thoughts, closing words you'd like anyone to know? Uh, on any subject that we've discussed tonight? Um, not really, just... Uh... Wowee! <laughs> That's funny. I peed my pants. <laughs> that, that one, that was actually funny because that was my friend's audio fart who... I have a friend named Josh, not the Josh that was in here earlier, but another Josh who We have a caller. I know. And it's anonymous too. Hello. Oh, you're live. Who is this? Oh, cool. Uh, I I just wanted to say I love your guys' show. Oh, thank you. May I ask who this is? Yeah, I've been watching for a while. I just don't really say anything because I, like, love your guys' show. But, like, I just haven't really said anything because I'm, like, pretty shy, but I love your guys' show. Thank you very much. Uh, are you a, a newer viewer? Have you... viewers we get now i don't know i wonder 
Uh, do you have that much fun with, with our show? Just fuck my ass even harder. Just cream pie me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we got some trolls on the line. Do you know who this is? Yeah. No, who this is? Who is this? I don't know who it is. It's is it anonymous, Ken, right? What'd you say? Is your name Destiny? No, my name's not Destiny. I was in my hotel room like 30 minutes ago. Because you zapped my name. I was like, where was you at? Oh. Um, well, we appreciate that you called in and that you uh, made an ass out of yourself on our show. My daddy taught me a lesson this one day. You want to hear what he said? It's a really good lesson. He said. There we go. He said to hang up the phone. Yeah. Uh, that was, uh, man, I thought that was someone sincere at first, but it was just a troll. Yeah, I did too. Wow. Our first kind of troll caller. That's something. That's fine. We knew it was going to happen eventually, right? I mean, we're That's live on Twitch cool. and everything. Yeah. It was it was okay. kind of funny for the first, like, 15 seconds, and then, uh, then they just kind of went on and on. But anyway... Mm -hmm. uh, with that not with that, I thought you know I thought at first I thought it was like either Aaron or something, mm -hmm. and then for after yeah, that, yeah, and then after that I thought maybe it was someone that was sincere, like oh I, we came across your show and it was unique and different, we enjoyed it. No, it was just someone that wanted to have a good laugh. Fifteen, yeah. fifteen seconds of fame, I guess. What whatever. But anyway, yes. that was a huge waste of time. Uh. As I was saying, is there any other closing thoughts that you'd like to uh, give us? <laughs> Nothing that I can think of at this moment. Especially now with uh, them two ruining it. Or <laughs> that had to have been teenage guys. Like That's what it sounded like. Yeah, but the funny thing is, because I didn't put the number up tonight to call in, so they had to look through the, the show description. Right. Yeah, they really, they really, uh, they really wanted to do us in at that at our closing moments. I guess so. Well, I guess that'll be a moment that you can remember in your podcasting career going forward, right? Yeah, I would imagine so. This is something. Yep. All right. Well, uh, this was another episode of Cody's Hot Seat. It was Michael J with us, and. Um, Man, we had a great episode. Hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, drop us a line in the future if you want to see other guests uh, who you might want to see and uh, any general feedback that you might have for me as a host or us as a network. So I think that's it. Mike, take yep. us on out.
could be Wasting my time with you Don't wanna be a farmer Working in the sun Time.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.